Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. You know it! Yes, sir! Guess who's back? Back again. Danny's back. Tell a friend. Yes, I'm back. Yes, I'm back. Yes, I'm back. Good morning, E! Hey, I held you down on uh, Friday. Thank you, Fred. You know it! Oh, thank you, Fred. I gave it 6 o'clock as a 7 o'clock. Oh, you shook him up. Oh, I shook him up, baby. Shook him up. We're back. We're rocking and rolling. Jeffrey getting some time off this week, and then we'll be back full strength next week. Uh, Wow, what a great time of the year. Oh, I haven't had the chance. Well, I've said it on television. I didn't take all. I wasn't on. I was on radio vacation. You know what it is, guys. Use them or lose them. What can you do? I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're faced with. But on TV, I got to say it a lot. I said it again last night. Your first place, Jacksonville Jaguars. Thank you. Has a nice ring to it. And it's shocking when you think about it. When you let it sink in, when you let it permeate your soul, it's such a good feeling for you fans. And I'm so happy for the fans of Jacksonville more than anybody else. Because of all the crap you guys have taken, I could take it. I get paid to do it. It's cool. Players, they get paid a ton of money. That's cool. You invest in it. You invest in the team. Invest in the city. Invest in the organization. And year after year after year, you get kicked in the hoo-hoos. I mean, just with a steel-toe boot. Whack! Ah! We suffered together. Now we have risen from the ashes. And we're not just the first place Jags. You know, as best as you can say in the NFL, which is a week-to-week league, but as best as you can say, we are here to stay. We are here to stay. There's, you know, I thought a lot about this over the weekend. Franco Harris passing away at the age of 72, right before his jersey's retired. Crazy timing. Crazy timing, but a beautiful Moment at up in Pittsburgh at whatever the name of the stadium is should be Three Rivers, but whatever. And Acrashore, that's it, Acrashore, I think. But anyway, and by the one other side note, e, I'm all jumbled up today. I'll hate the Raiders forever. I mean, I'm about to ease right back into the Friday Five Pack. Uh huh. Raiders v Steelers. Yef's got Steelers. I got Raiders in two and a half. Plus two and a half. They lead the whole game. But I see it coming from a mile away. Yep. I see it coming from a mile the away. storyline and everything. Ugh. I'll hate you forever. Derek Carr, Josh McDaniel. I used to love, I love the unis. Nine more. Nope. I'm done with you. But anyway, as I was watching Franco, and 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 I've been to the... Many of you have been to the Pittsburgh airport. The Franco Harris statue is there. Franco Harris, 
is is a a line of demarcation from the Pittsburgh Steelers being an awful franchise to becoming and changing into a championship franchise. And it was when Franco Harris and the Immaculate Reception happened where it kind of all changed for him. You can look at their one loss record before Franco and after Franco. It's like night and day. People, the Immaculate Reception, which is a great play to be tied to if you're Franco Harris, but it it also takes away from what a great football player he was. He was a great football player. And he was a big part of why they won all those Super Bowls. And I was thinking, like, Trevor is our Franco. You know, Trevor Lawrence could be our Franco Harris. Could be the the, the, the franchise is shifting. You got, now you need other parts. It's a team game. But the symbol of it will be Trevor Lawrence. At the I, time, Franco was 22 during the Immaculate Reception. Yeah, he's really. a kid. And they were, that sent them to the playoffs, right? That was in the playoffs. Man, that's, that play was yeah. everything. But was there, I was 10 years old, watching the game. I could tell you, like, yesterday, Raiders, Steelers, Ken Stabler had just, they could, neither team could do anything the whole game. It was a defensive battle. And Ken Stabler was in at quarterback. And this was before he was all beat up. He was young. And he ran, like, for a 30-yard touchdown down the sideline. And the Raiders took a one-point lead, and they were going to steal the game in Pittsburgh. And the rest is the immaculate reception. It was unbelievable. Kirk Gowdy called. It was great. Anyway. And Franco meant so much to that city. And I just, I, I sit there, I sit here with this, with Trevor. And make no mistake. He's the reason why. He's the reason, and not the sole reason, but the main reason. Why the Jacksonville Jaguars are seven and eight and in first place. And the rest of you all out there who, you know, want to rain on our parade, oh, you're under you're under five hundred. You you can GTH. This is our time. We're playing great football. We've had a great December. And now we want a great January. Because we got two left in January. And we need to win. And we need to win. And I saw something, yes, two things I saw about Trevor yesterday. You could just watch him, and your eyes will tell you how good he's playing. But they projected his seven, his, his last seven games, he's been playing great football. We all know that. And they projected that over a full season. If you project what he's done in the last seven games over a full season, he would account for 39 touchdowns, have two picks. 5,100 yards and a 12 and 5 record. MVP stuff. Yeah. Thank you. And the other thing I saw that excited me to no end is over the last few games, his quarterback rating, he's in, it's only him, Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. Woo. Thank you. That is. Elite football, okay? He's playing elite football. It is great stuff. Great stuff. So here we are. And by the way, so now we have two games left. And yes, we play the starters against Houston. Of course we do. Why? There's a, we're still in the wild card hunt, peeps. Yes, sir! 
there is a scenario where we could beat Houston, lose to Tennessee, and still get in the wild card. You see but what I'm saying? But we don't want that. Yeah. No, 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 no. We don't want that, but we would take it. Absolutely. But what we want is to win the two, focus on the four seed, get a home playoff game, and beat up the uh, Ravens, who also I think we got to root for to lose because we want the Ravens. We don't want the Ravens to steal the division and the Bengals to fall to four. Yeah, we don't. I don't want to play the Bengals first. I don't. I know it's crazy. I'd rather play the Ravens. I'm just saying, personally. Um, but this is what the AFC is going to be like for the next 10 years. If we could tr- all trade off here, man, and if Trevor can become one of those guys, which he's doing in front of our eyes, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and now Justin Herbert's in the party because they got into the playoffs last night. Man, what a hit by Derwin James. Whew. Holy Man. smokes. <laughs> he ejected, buddy. You know, it's interesting, and I was reading about this and how our vision of the game has changed. Ten years ago, 15 years ago, highlight, screaming and yelling, what a hit. Now the kid gets ejected. You see what I'm saying? It's different. It's a different world of the way we view football. Maybe it's because of the concussions and such. I don't know. I, but it was so, if you haven't seen it, go listen to it. It's the listening part that shook me up more than anything. We've seen hits like that. Yeah. There are a lot of hits like that. It was like a decleater, right? That's exactly what it was. Yeah. He decleated them. And, and, and so that we've seen. But the sound of that one was so pure. You, you, the you shoulder sh- pads. Oh, the, the crunch. Oh, God. It was, oh, it was brutal. Clean hit? Not in today's NFL. Yeah, not in today's. Maybe in the old days, yeah. Oh, the old absolutely. Days, it like I said, in the old days, it would have led Sports Center. Da 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 da. Boom! Derwin James, lighten up! Whoever that was. Poor kid. He didn't come back. Um, Oh, and I think we've seen the end of Nick Foles. That was not good. I think we're going to see the end of Tua. Oh, we'll get to him in a minute. But, uh, yeah, the Colts, the Colts are floundering. And it's so true. I mean, the quarterback and the coach. You got to have the quarterback and the coach. And we have them. And they're both good. And they're both young and passionate and excited and it's fantastic it's a fantastic time to be a Jags fan we have a huge game coming up with Tennessee in two weeks though we want to beat Houston's ass on Sunday because we got to snap one more streak Trev's 0-3 against Houston Jags are 0-9 I think it's nine in a row against Houston uh it's go time Uh, we need to wipe that one out Put a dub on that. Get to 500. And then take care of the Titans. And I won't allow myself to even drift to the negative of the game with the Titans. I will focus on full house, packed house, at the bank. And I don't get, listen, you, 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 you 
network bigwigs. I don't care. I don't care where you put us. I know a lot of you guys do. I don't care. I mean, we get more amped up if it's a night game. I know that. I know if we played on a, a Saturday or Sunday night, you know, that'd be awesome. But I, you know what? Screw you guys if you don't want us. We'll take 1 o'clock, and we'll be just fine. And we'll be, you know, listen, Jacksonville is going to become a destination city for the NFL over the next 10 years. You know why? Because of the quarterback. It's all happening right before your eyes. It's, it's what we've been talking about for three years. It's what we were talking about pre-whatever uh, year. Was it 2020? Tank for Trevor? You know, it's what, uh, 2019, it's what we, what we wanted. It's what we wanted. We knew we were no good. We knew what was out there. And it's the best thing whoever did it ever did for the Jaguars was getting Trevor Lawrence. Because go ask the New York Jets what not having a great quarterback when you got a pretty good team is like. We whooped those guys. And, and they have, the, the word is out in New York that Zach Wilson ain't even going to be back. Oh, that's wild. He's not even going to be back. He's done. He's not playing again this year. He's not playing again this year. So they're the Jets who all they all tell us we got a pretty good team. Well, guess what? 19-3 Jags in New York in the pouring rain on a Thursday night. So who's got the – I mean, we got the quarterback. They went with Wilson. Now, they should have went with Fields, but those things happen when you get into these debates. There was no debate at who was number one. We couldn't mess this up, and we didn't. We did not, and we ran to the podium, and we took Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor loves Jacksonville, and Jacksonville loves Trevor. And now, a week from Sunday, we have to show those guys how much we love them. We got to come out there, Jacksonville strong, Duval strong, support the team, and get ready. Get ready to go on this adventure, this decade-long adventure that we're going to be on that will ultimately culminate with the hoisting of the trophy that we all want so desperately, and then we can all buy the gear that says World Champion Jaguars. Am I getting ahead of myself, E? Just, nah! just a little nah! bit. Let's go. It's so good. It's so good. It's such a good feeling. It's so good to be here in December and not talk about, are we picking third? Are we picking? I don't even know where we're picking. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. Middle of the world. I don't care. That's what I love about it. And all I know is, oh, and then I look up and I go, oh, next year, Calvin Ridley. What's up, Calvin? Hey, Calvin. Welcome to Jayville. How you doing? Guess what? Other receivers are going to start saying, hey, I want to go catch balls with that guy. Christian Kirk, career year. Zay Jones, career year. Evan Ingram, career year. Why do you think? Good players. Love to keep them. It's a quarterback. The coach. Scheme. I mean, if you go back and look at that 16-play, 96-yard drive the other night, I mean, phenomenal. Just ran when you thought he'd pass, passed when you thought he'd run, creative, worked edges, conditions weren't great. Trev used his legs, 
51 yards rushing was just beautiful. Beautiful. And we got some help along the way. Listen, I, we ain't all world. We got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. And losing Smooty Smoot was terrible. You're, you're, you just feel so bad for him because he's been such a vital part of everything that the Jags have accomplished. And he's always been one of those, you know, workmanlike dudes, shows up every day, does his job. He's tied for the team leading sacks. I mean, backup guy who goes in there and does his thing and does it well. Why is he playing more? He's that kind of guy. Talking about Dewan Smooth tore his Achilles on Thursday. So the injury bug finally bit us a little bit. We lost Smoot. We lost Cam. Walker Little had a good game, I think. You know, I think, again, I'm not an X's and O's expert, but I thought Walker Little had a nice game, which is great news, you know, because there's lots of decisions to be made in the offseason. But we'll get to the offseason when we get to the offseason. We don't have to get to the offseason right now. We are in the middle of it, peeps. And if we can secure the four-hole, then you get a home playoff game. What if you win that? Well, dare to dream. Listen, remember this one thing. It is a week-to-week league. Take advantage of your opportunities. You get in the tournament, anything can happen. We saw that in 17. You know, beat Buffalo, beat Pittsburgh, had New England on the ropes. The hurts, the losses hurt even more, but the wins are so much sweeter. And if the Jags could somehow, in front of a raucous home crowd in a playoff game, win that game, sure they can. You bet they can. What if they did? Then they're going wherever. Buffalo, Kansas City, I don't know, Cincinnati, whatever. I don't care. Then you're playing with house money. Then you, I mean, and you got no better guy to lead you than the guy who's won one, you know, knows, knows what it takes, knows how to do it. You know, so you just lock in with that dude and listen to him and see what happens. It's a, it's a, it, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year, they say. And it really is for you Jaguar fans. And just enjoy. We had a packed house last night at Sneakers. It was great. We do the TV show out there. Um, just people are so excited about everything that's happening right now. I, I, I the, the buzz in the city is great. And we got to keep it rolling, man. We got to keep it going. So, I see no reason now, again, Doug Peterson didn't meet the media yesterday, so nothing was said, but uh, if you have any, I would, it wouldn't make sense to me to arrest anybody. Now, Tennessee is different. Tennessee is beat to hell. Tennessee, apparently, I, th- I believe I read Tennessee's game against Dallas, I, like Tennessee... I think cannot make the wild card or if they, or it's, it's, it's a real long shot. So for them, it all comes down to the Jacksonville game. The Dallas game has no significance. I believe that is how I read that. So if that's the case, then Tennessee may take a different and they play Thursday night too. Oh, those sons of guns are reeling, man. Reeling. They are. I mean, Houston beat them. In a game that was, what an odd thing that was. They delayed the game an hour on on Saturday, Christmas Eve, because of the weather. But then I was thinking, because they were doing like rolling blackouts in Nashville. But I was sitting there thinking, well, what if the game goes long and they got to put the lights on in that stadium? <laughs> it's going to suck up all the power, isn't it? Anyway, 
I don't know. I'm not an expert or a mayor. I'm just a sports guy having fun as our Jaguars are in first place in the AFC South. Hick it here on a Tuesday, Super Tuesday. Don't forget to vote. Lots going on today. We're just warming up here on a special edition of the Drill on Ted Ted XL 92.5 FM. Music make you lose control. Music make you lose control. Six twenty nine. Good morning, you six o'clockers. You dirty doggers. It's good to be here with you. You're not paying attention, so Professor Dan is going to try one more time to explain it. Listen carefully. The surging Jaguars have more of a reason to play Trevor Lawrence and their stars in Week 17. While it would be unlikely, the Jags could still advance to the postseason if they win against the Texans and lose to the Titans the following week. It would require help. The Dolphins would need to lose out. Could very well happen. The Jets would need to lose to the Seahawks. Absolutely could happen. The Bills would have to beat the Patriots. Of course it could happen. And the Steelers would need to lose one of their final two contests. Also could happen. For Doug Peterson's team, the simplest way to get in is sweeping the Titans for the first time since 05. All true. Again, though. Don't come at me on the text line telling me there's no point in playing these guys. There is a point. Not to mention nine and eight. Not to mention four in a row. Not to mention young franchise learning to win, play important football. Of course you play. Could be wrong. I haven't heard officially. Birdies tell me they're playing, but we shall see. Um, Now, regardless of how the results play out in Jaguars, Texans, and Titans, Cowboys, the Jags-Titans in Week 18 is a play-in game for the division title. So the easiest path for us is to win the South, get the four-seed, host a playoff game. The Titans also can't make the playoffs if they lose to the Jags in the season closer, so they have every reason to rest Derrick Henry, uh, Simmons, other stars against the Cowboys before a season-deciding tilt in Jacksonville. Hopefully prime time. Hopefully, but I don't care. I don't care. But if you guys want prime time, then I I hope you get it. Oh, I do. Yeah. Um, and there's, listen, I think the Jags are a better football team than the Titans because of the quarterback. Okay. But I'm not burying the Titans quite yet. They have had an inordinate amount of injuries the last two years. So, and they have beaten us. So we got, you know, respect, respect all fear. No one fear. No one, but they're giving snaps to guys who weren't even on the roster at the start of the year. Terrell Basham, Andrew Adams, LaRaven Clark, Lonnie Johnson Jr., special uh, practice squatters, Corey Levin, Jordan Rice, Jack Gibbons. I said this a couple weeks ago, Tennessee is cooked, and that was before Tannehill went out. It's just too much to overcome. And a win next Sunday would not even the score. I'm not sure we can even the score until we beat them in an AFC title championship game. But it would give us back a little bit of our mojo that we lost back in 1999. We want it back. We want it back, baby. So I was reading about the Titans and the, uh, specifically, you know, 
Remember, they beat the Packers and they were seven and three, and they held a ninety-three point one chance of winning the AFC South for the third straight year. Did you know this as well, E? And the AFC South was born in two thousand two, which is it's two thousand twenty-two, twenty years, right? Would you like to guess how many AFC South titles we have won? I must say, uh, what do you think? What do you think we won? At twenty years, there's only four teams in the South. Right. How many have we won? I'll give you a hint. In 02, the Titans won the first one. We won in '99. Hmm. I said it started in 02. '99, uh, uh, we were in the yeah. Central. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, 2017. Okay. Is that the only one? That's the only one. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the only one. Titans have won four. Texans have won six. Colts have won nine. Jags have won one. Dang. Well, that's about to change. But so, dang. baby, I'll take well, I, eight and nine. Nine and eight. I'll take it. Just give me the title, baby. Just give me the title. I want an AFC South title. That, that me. Put it on the wall. On the banner. It's the start of something. It means something. All right? It means something. It means you're champions of something. I'll take it. It's a start. It's a great start. And think about this. None of us expected the Jags to make the playoffs this year. Oh, man, right? no, no. None no. of us expected it. And We're making fun of Jeff for picking the Jags having yeah, 10 wins. Yeah, and he knew. <laughs> I mean, he went, you know, he he went out there, and Cat, after a couple wins early, said they're going to make the playoffs, right. and then he's depressed because they're they were two and seven. We were two and seven. <sighs> I'll give him credit, man. They kept believing. They said they're a good team, and I said they're not a good team. You're two and seven, and the games that we lost, and we're not going to go back. Because what we've been able to accomplish is is great. So we're not going to go back and go, damn, if we had only beaten the, you know, won that London game against the Broncos. Ooh, Man. Boy, they were a treat to watch the other day. My gosh. <sighs> I don't know what they're going to do. How do you fix that? You better get a coach that, that can work with Russ. And by the way, there are a lot of you around here who wanted old Nathaniel Hackett, too. Woo, woo. Again, sometimes sometimes karma, luck, whatever, shines on a franchise. And this is this is why I liken us to the to the Steelers, you know, for years and years. I mean, look, our best years were in the 90s. We're well into the 2020s now. That's a long time. You know. Uncle Dan had dark hair and was young and studly. Now he's a fat old gray-haired man just trying to see his franchise get a Super Bowl just a one. <laughs> it's a lifetime. It's generations. Children have grown up. 28-year-old I have. 17-year-old. Boys. 30-year-old daughter. You all go through it. You go to our, uh, you know, 
You go, I gotta go see my my family where they sit in section 245. Shout out 245ers. Great folks. And these people we've all they've all been going to the and sitting in, you know, sitting up there for 20 years, man. They know each other through the game. It's and to have this opportunity finally to celebrate together. I mean, there was a time he were. We used to ring that bell at the end of the third quarter, and 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 half the time our family was already gone. You know, they thought the ring the bell meant it's time to leave. We're not winning this game. Now you can't leave. Now you've had games like. The Ravens, the Raiders, the Cowboys at home. Think about the the games that we've played at the bank this year, peeps. And you know what, though? How we always used to say that we're one play away. Yeah. We're just one play away. Yeah. Now we're actually making those plays. Yes. We're making those plays. We're making those catches. We're getting those breaks. We're getting those interceptions. We're in every game. We're, we're every getting those game. plays. We've been what? Detroit was the only one. Right. We're in every game. And Detroit had their Jacksonville game in Carolina this right. week. It every, happens. Every game, like, we were one play away, yeah. one play away. And we're, we're actually making those plays. Making now. the plays. Making the plays. And, 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 you know, again, Nathaniel Hackett, what if we had hired him? What you if know? we would have? It wouldn't would, be the same. Exactly. What if we had hired Byron? Wouldn't be the same. Doug Peterson is the right guy at the right time for this franchise. And I don't care how you stumbled into it, cons, if you did, and maybe you didn't. <laughs> I don't care. It looks like you did, but I don't care that you did. God bless you for doing it, right? You did it. And you, so tip of the cap, cons. Tip of the cap, Shad, Tony, and the gang. Because also, did you see? Give a, I'll, give, I'll give old uh, Super Dave Balky some credit, too. So I saw this on on social media. Trent Balky. Yeah. I call him Super, Super Dave, Dave because he sounds like Super Dave Osborne. <laughs> hey, listen, here's the deal. <laughs> it's all it's 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 done in a loving way. But anyway, I'll give him credit for this. So this kid, young kid, screams at him at the Jets game. Jack yeah, fan, did you see it? it? Yeah. Yeah, he goes, Hey Balky, master class. Balky looks around like, what? Somebody likes me? You want to come you wanna on come, the field? Hey, you want to come down here? <laughs> He's got a pass, brings him on the field. Hey, hey those are the things that that's I what remember I remember forever. Oh, man, it's awesome. I love that stuff, dude. I love Stefan Diggs forever for oh, what Diggs he did. The, oh, every week he does something. I cool. mean, Stefan Diggs, if you didn't see this, you should look at it. It was on, a, it was on like a TikTok on Twitter or whatever. And he's got – there's this little boy. The little boy's five years old. And he met him at training camp. And his pops had just passed. I don't know how his dad passed away. Young guy, though, and just sad. I mean, the mom and the kid, the kid's there in his Buffalo gear. I'm sure his pops was a huge Bills fan. Don't know the whole story. I just saw his pops passed away. Stefan took some time with him at training camp. Shows up, you know, high fives him, whatever, pictures, signs. Then this last home game, they got the kid down in the, I think the Bills took care of him or whatever. Uh, uh, put him in a, put him in a, a, a front row. And uh, Dig saw him again. He actually got him 
special cleats. Yeah, with custom, custom shoes. Or with something. him and his dad on them yeah. and signed them for him. Yeah. Little kid was overcome with emotion. I mean, it's just beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And by the way, shout out to the Jags, too. I know of a, a family that they, I was told last night, they just took care of and, and, and had offered them tickets to a, to, there's some great stuff going on. There's a good stuff. Good karma everywhere at Jacksonville. Don't screw it up. Yeah, and shout out to Jacksonville, too. I kind of, I finally wrapped up the sock drive. Yeah. And Jacksonville came through. I saw the video. I retweeted it. It was congratulations. Yeah. It looked like you did what you wanted to do and Absolutely. accomplished what you wanted to accomplish and helped a lot of people. In a bigger way. A lot way. of people that needed help, you were able to provide for. And Jacksonville helped me, you know, the yeah. city helping the city support each yes. other. Yes, yes. So, I'm, I'm, congratulations to you on that because I know it means a lot to you and I know you put a lot of time and energy into it, and it's not easy. And a lot of people say they want to do it, want it. You did it, and so you should be congratulated for that because that was uh, that was terrific. That was terrific, and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, congratulations. And you had a great time in doing it too. I oh look, yeah, look, yeah. And then we were talking Jags at the shelter. Yeah, like, how about them Jags? Uh, it's always the Jags, baby. Everywhere now we go in the city, people ask me about the Jags. Yep. And I'm just so happy to answer. You know, I'm so happy to tell them, to share the news. (laughs) Just, you know, by the way, feel free cold to go away. I like a good cold snap, but my God, it's cold out there. Man, listen. I'm telling you what, I burned, you know what? A couple quick Christmas stories. I burned so much firewood over the last, on Christmas Day, I went through like, Two bags full of firewood. Christmas Day was cold. Oh, oh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Oh, man, oh, man. And shout out to the older kids as well. As, you know, I've campaigned for better gifts. E, this is something you need to instill in Little Gritty. All right. He's still young. You're going to spend a lot of money on Little Gritty over the years. Already in. It's happening. It's only going to get worse. Just let me tell you. And they're going to get older. Well, I've got two grown children who are now forging their own identities in the world, telling their own stories. They, they are 30 years old, beautiful daughter, 30 years old, 30, 28-year-old son, Drew Drew. You know Drew Drew. Yes, sir. My daughter lives in Tampa, but she's home for the holiday. And then the 17-year-old, the 17-year-old doesn't count. He's still under my care. When he goes out and buys Christmas presents, it's appreciated, but it's not like he's using his money. (laughs) It's coming from the same pot, okay? I'm just keeping it real here, peeps. But I had charged my two older children. I said, you know something? I have spent a lot of money and love on you two. It is time to give back to daddy. I challenge them to start buying me gifts that make me go, wow. I'm talking like, e, and you can instill this in gritty, and you'll 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 be glad you did one day. I'm telling them, look, maybe a new suit, a wonderful watch. Uh-huh. Always could take some uh, kicks. Um, not against a- any type of item that makes dad go, hey, whoa. Now, can they collaborate or? Yes. It, okay. That's that collaboration is open. Yes. Collaboration, if it makes it a better gift, I'm cool with it. All right. I'd rather have one awesome gift than two eh gifts, <laughs> personally. And listen, this may be a character flaw in me, 
but I'm not backing down from this. I have taught my children, look, I, they went to college, they got their degrees, and they're debt-free to start their lives. I don't know what they are now. They may be in debt now. That's their problem. It's not mine. That's their business. Yeah. I have taken care of my children. I've done my financial responsibility and showered them with love as well. Love and affection. Love them both to death. Love all my family. So, I, a Juju has changed. Like, Juju has begun. He's the first to really forge ahead and, like, do some things. You know, like I started to notice. But this Christmas, an outstanding, outstanding gift. Oh, yeah? Yes. No complaints whatsoever. From, and he was proud to give it to me. Did he wrap it? Of course not. He's Drew Drew. He brought me the gift. He handed it to me. It was a collaborative gift. He was the, he was the leader uh-huh. in charge. Sweet daughter chipped in. 100% wonderful uh, golf driver. Drivers ain't cheap, E. Nice. Yeah. Drivers ain't cheap. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right? So we're on our way. Uh, it is sunk in. And now this is big because understand, for dads, we got Christmas, we got a birthday, and we got Father's Day. Oh, maybe a little collection. Huh? That's three times a year where they got to get no more soap on a rope. No more, hey, this is a nice tie. Hat. No more, I got you this uh, uh, a hat to wear, this, you know, this cap. No. No, 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 no. No more socks, okay? No more boxers, all right? A pair of boxers. No, 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 no. I could get that on my own. And, and yes, they have delivered on Christmas, bringing smiles to yours truly's face. This is the drill. So much to talk about, so little time. That's how I feel today. Got a lot stored up in me. Good to be back, hanging out with you guys. On the on the ten ten XL text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, I would take Dan to courtside tickets at the Garden to watch the Knicks. I said, I will call you son. (laughs) (laughs) Courtside of the Knicks. Yeah. Knicks have lost three in a row, but that's neither here nor there. That's not what I'm talking about. How about this story? This is a great story. Pitt football, you know, the country was under under snow for the last week, right? I mean, we're freezing, but, I mean, they had some serious, like, the Buffalo Bills couldn't get out of, uh, where did they play? They just, Chicago, get back to Buffalo because the Buffalo airport was closed. Had to spend Christmas in Chicago at a hotel, Man. right? They didn't get back till. Yesterday morning to Buffalo. And if you saw the video of them leaving the airport in their cars, there was literally, it had to be eight feet feet of snow on one of those SUVs that went driving by. Like, literally. Literally, eight feet of snow stuck on top of the SUV. Like, a dumping of, I mean, like, you're snowed in. It's like stuff we can't fathom. My boys here are telling me it's 18 degrees up in Callahan or where, I mean, yeah, it's freezing. Freezing. And we're not built for this either. No, though. we're not. Soft. But anyway, so the whole country, and of course, you mix in the airlines. 
Like Southwest canceled like every flight for like it's four a, days. It's, 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 it's and then there's video of like luggage just in Tampa. Like I don't know whose luggage it is. That's a lot of luggage that's lost. Oh my god! A lot. I mean, so imagine you know. So anyway, if you traveled this holiday season, you know what I'm talking about, and God bless you. I thought I, I had a horror story yeah, traveling. That, yeah, that I couldn't imagine. Yeah. So how about this one? So there's these foot pit football players, and usually when you get to you go to bowl season, the coach will sometimes say, "Okay, look, you guys here, make your flight arrangements. Y'all need to be in, you know, uh, this particular one. They're playing in the, um, I believe it's a Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas, and so there's these, and so there's these pit football players uh, who are in an airport in Dallas, and they got to get to El Paso, okay." And I think that's a pretty long distance. Well, there's also a guy whose name is Joe Golding. He's the head basketball coach at Texas El Paso. And he's in town as well at the airport. So Golding says, well, I was walking by. And by the way, his sister, the basketball coach at Texas El Paso's sister is married to the TCU football coach, Sonny Dykes. And... His family's been football coaches. And, and anyway, he sees these guys at the airport. They have pit bags, right? Pit. And so they're just shooting the breeze. They start talking about, yeah, we got to go. So we're playing the Sun Bowl. We're going to El Paso. But there aren't any cars left and the flights are canceled. And he was like, well, I'm going to El Paso. If I can find a car big enough, I got my wife and my kid. If I can find a car big enough, I'll take you guys. And they were like, who are you? <laughs> and so... The rental car employees show up with a minivan. It was too small, so they had a bigger Ford Explorer, and they said nobody was using that. So he said, all right. He said, but you can't afford that. It's too much money. I said, just give it to us. We got to get home, man. So him and his wife and his sons, Kaysen and Chase, sat in the back while the three pit football players got in the car. He says, uh, we went into the gas station. We loaded up for dinner about 9.30, 10 at night. Made one stop in Pecos, Texas at the Pilot for some fresh coffee and a couple Red Bulls and made it all the way back, man. So he drove from all the way to El Paso. He said he didn't think twice about the trip, just wanted to leave a good impression on behalf of El Paso and the Sun Bowl. Uh, out here in West Texas, that's what we do. I'd hope someone would do that to Kaysen, his sons, and Chase, if they were stranded somewhere on Christmas night. Golding said the players told him they had 9 a.m. meetings and a 10.30 a.m. workout. He promised them they'd be there in time. They arrived in El Paso at 5.58 Monday morning, made all their scheduled events. I think they even got a two-hour nap. Um, the coach of Pitt then said, told reporters Monday what had happened, and that's how the story got out there. But anyway, again, those are the good, feel-good Christmas stories. That occur. So happy about that. I'll tell you what is not a feel-good Christmas story, and that is the ongoing struggle of Tua Tonga Viola. Mm. I mean, you just got to feel so- – I mean, again, I got to be honest, man. I don't feel sorry for people in sports, professional athletes, very often. I felt a little sorry for I- – I knew they weren't going to beat us. I felt a little sorry for Zach Wilson on Thursday night. I mean, they killed that kid. I mean, just as soon as he threw an incomplete pass. Boo! I mean, 
I was talking to uh, uh, Dan Arnold last night, Jack's tight end. He was like, oh, man, that thing was – they were brutal. It was brutal. Got to be tough, They're man. running that dude. I mean, <laughs> that's a tough one. But anyway, Tua Tonga Viola. So, I mean, we're watching the game Sunday, and he starts throwing these picks in the fourth quarter. I mean, he had thrown for like 200 yards in the first half, hit Waddle for 85, hit the Cheetah for 50. I mean, he's – Rocking and rolling. He's beating the pack 20 to 10. In the fourth quarter, man, he starts throwing it to the Cheesehead team. I mean, over and over and over. Three straight picks, three straight possessions. My God, Tua. Then we come to find out he's got whacked in the back of the head again. He's in concussion protocol. Listen, at some point, man, I mean, this guy has been through hell and back this year as far as you got to be careful with this, man. I mean, Doc Murphy will even tell you. I mean, this... Now, here are the Dolphins in a tough situ, eight and seven. They shut Tua down for the last two? It all depends on how Teddy Bridgewater plays, man. Uh, do you shut him down? And you, He can play all he wants, but he ain't Tua, and Tua's struggling, so it might be better anyway. But what a mess for the Dolphins now is they have lost. They were eight and three, and we were talking about them as being, like, unstoppable. And now they've been stopped. Jimmy G to Miami. Yeah, I don't know. I think Jimmy G is New York or Jimmy G or or Derek Carr, who, frankly, I've had enough of, could be headed to the Jets. You know, it seems to me like there's going to be some – There's going to be some shuffling. Yeah, there's, and then drafting, too. We got, we got four first-round picks sitting out there, including – AR, AR, who now is residing in Jacksonville, FLA, working with Denny. So, uh, yeah, I uh, the Dolphins are on the ropes big time. And I think, who do they have left? Patriots? The Patriots this week. And then they probably they might have the Bills. Might be Patriots and Bills. And by the way, the Bills – are trying to hold on to that number one seed. Remember, you want that number one seed. It's one less playoff game you have to play. You get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But the Bills have the Bengals. I'm not so sure the Bengals aren't the best team in the AFC. They have the Patriots and the Jets. Patriots and the Jets. So it's not the Bills. Patriots and the Jets. One of the Patriots or Dolphins are getting eliminated this weekend. Like, pack up the balls. And Belly, you know... He's got a problem with his quarterback. What's up with Mac Jones, you know, man? A little dirty on Mac. Man. What's up with Duval? Grayson Allen, Mac oh, Jones? We, Fellas, what's going on what's here? What's going on? I mean, you're our guys. We stick up for you. Come on now. It's all compilation, somebody. I know you're, comp- I know you're, comp- yeah, I know. I know you're <laughs> competing, Mac, but that go, baby. We'll talk about that more in the 8 o'clock hour. This is the drill uh, in the 7 o'clock hour because it's a 6 o'clock hour. So we're only at 7, right? That's great. All right. And what time do we go to? Do I, I do I get to ease back into this, or I got to go straight, straight six to ten? We go to ten. Are you sure? Like, can we call somebody in to maybe I can check out early today? Uh, not today. This is a this is a you know I mean it's a lot to come in here full bore for four hours. Oh, a word? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, all right. This is the drill. What up, Jayville? Super Tuesday right here on The Drill. Yours truly, Daniel Patrick Hicken, hanging out 6 to 10 with the E as in excellence. Yeah. Elegant. Uh-huh. Sometimes people say enough. Yep. I, don't, I don't know. 
Yeah, they do. I saw this uh, statistic this week, and it amazed me, but then I did some further research, and it didn't really amaze me. But the NFL record for the most pass attempts in a season, all right? Is it Brady? Is held by Matthew Stafford. Oh, I, yeah, I could have guessed that. 727 in 2012 with the Detroit Lions, all right? Last year, Tom Brady, at the age of 44, was eight behind. 719 pass attempts. Tom Brady, at the age of 45, has thrown it 671 times with two games to go. He throws it 50 times a game. He's going to shatter the record. So Tom Brady, at the age of 45, is going to set the NFL record for the most pass attempts in a season. Can't imagine that's going to translate to winning football. Not when he's 45. No. So I did some research. Tom Brady's not having a great year at all, by the way. Um, his rating is 87.9, okay? To put some context on 671, Trevor has thrown it 531 times or 140 times less than Tom Brady over 15 games. That's 10 pass attempts a game just about. Less for Trevor Lawrence. And by the way, Trevor is seventh in pass attempts. So if you think we throw it a lot here, check out Tampa Bay. But if you look at the quarterback ratings, they're coming down some now. Tua, three picks. He's still number one, 105. Mahomes is right there behind him. But I was thinking about this in terms of NFL MVP this year. I think Patrick Mahomes is the favorite. But if I had a vote. Wait. You yeah. You say Hurts? Yeah. He didn't play. He didn't play last yeah. week. I mean, well, I guess and if it. you put Hertz is right there with him, but if you, I mean, thirty-seven touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes, twenty-two for Jalen Hurts. Now he's ran for ten plus. Uh huh. Um, he's putting up some historical numbers. He is, but Mahomes is hard to argue. But I got another guy. Not Jalen Hurts. Not Patrick Mahomes. Quarterback. Nope that I think should be in the disgust, like debated, like I wonder where this team would be without him, especially when you look at the numbers. Hmm. Justin Jefferson. Oh, man, monster. Justin Jefferson has 123 catches in 15 games. He's got 1,756 yards. That's 117 yards a game. The only thing that hurts him a little bit is he only, I say only, has eight touchdowns. But if you go, the Vikings, I believe, are 11-0 and 0 in those one-score games, right? Like, they win all those games. And if you go look at, like, I saw a stat. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not going to get it exactly correct. But what Justin Jefferson has done in the fourth quarter and on game-winning drives is phenomenal. So, to me, 
he may be the most valuable player. They don't beat Buffalo without Justin Jefferson's catch of the year. Maybe greatest catch ever. No. Uh, And there are other games like that. They don't win without J.J. And then I think for a second that we could have had him, and yeah. I get sad. Every time I hear his name, I think about that. I always think I, I always think about my conversation with my son Drew Drew, and he said, <laughs> he said, he said, I don't understand it. We need a receiver. There's a receiver, and we draft Chase on. <laughs> he goes, Why is it so hard? And I, said, I, I didn't have an answer for him. <laughs> he just. I don't understand it. He just says to me, Dad, I don't understand it. We need a receiver. There's a great receiver. And we draft Chase on. But that's okay. That was then. We now have Super Dave Balky, who brings fans onto the field and is beloved in Jacksonville, maybe. But anyway, so are you do you, do you feel me a little bit on Justin Jefferson? Should Justin Jefferson at least get into the debate debate room? Offensive player of the year. Okay. You won't give him MVP. It has to be a quarterback. It's, it's not, selfish it's a so-and-so. Yeah, it's a quarterback. Can't award. think outside the box ever. He can't take a chance. Can't be a little different. Mm. You, know, you would have voted for, you would have voted for uh, Mac Jones for the Heisman over Devontae Smith because I voted for Devontae Smith. No, I wouldn't have. Well, that's what you would have done according to your calculations. In, 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 in the NFL. Oh, in the NFL. It's different. Football's different in college. It is. All right. Mac Jones threw 41 touchdowns. had like three picks. But it was Devontae Smith who made him great. And by the way, we've been proven to be correct because Devontae Smith is a better NFL player than Mac Jones. Stud. And he's a well-dressed guy, too. That may be true. I don't know that part, but I do know that dude. He made a hell of a catch the other day against Yeah, he Dallas. did. But anyway. So I was just thinking, you know, listen, Justin Jefferson. And he may set the NFL record for most yards in the season, by the way. He's. But 117 yards a game. Hmm. And, and right behind him, by the way, is the cheetah. He's been every bit as good. Although, cheetah's on an 8 and 7 team. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs are poised to make what a they, run. They're 12 and 3. I don't care what they are. They're making a run. They're uh-huh. two seed. Can you pick them? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you wanted. Stefan Diggs over 100 catches as well. There are 14. NFL players over 1,000 yards this year in receiving. And you know who's going to be number 15? Well, there's a race to number 15. Either Zay or... uh... No, either Kirk or Garrett Wilson. They're both at nine. Garrett Wilson's four yards away. Christian Kirk is 12 yards away. Jamar Chase. In 11 games, 960. Right, after missing so many games, Uh, he's still up there. He's still up there. There's a lot of guys... There's one, two, three, four, five, six more guys over 900. So they're all going to get there. That'll take us to 19 guys over 1,000 yards in receiving. Conversely, if you look at the rushing, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys, including ETN, at 1,000 plus. But Pollard's going over. McCaffrey's going over. Jones is going over. Ramondre Stevenson's going over. Damian Pierce is done. So that's 11 guys. Taylor's done. So 11 guys in all likelihood will go over 1,000 yards. A lot different, man. Mamas don't let your 
babies grow up to be running backs. I'm telling you, you better put set gritty outside. I'm trying to give him a baseball and tie his right hand behind his Even back. better. Or golf clubs. That too. That'd be fine. That'd be fine. But anyway, e, Gritty, by the way, is E's young son. Little Gritty. Little Gritty is six, seven? Seven. Seven years old. Talented kid. Yeah. Drummer. And he's in the band. Yeah. He's in the band. Of the kid. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So anyway, just thinking about that. And I, I mean, again, but back to the quarterbacks, because that's what I was originally going to talk about. And, and when I look at the... AFC, man, we have a compilation. And this is why it's great to be a Jag fan, because we got one of them. But look at the teams in the NFL who have a shot at the, a great shot at the Super Bowl. The Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow. Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Jags leading the division in the South. These are all division leaders. Jags at four. Trevor Lawrence playing great football. First uh, wildcard team to clinch, the L.A. Chargers, Justin Herbert. Chargers may go reversed, could go reverse Charger this year. They held on. They were, they were in trouble all year. We went out there and killed them. They're all beat up, but they're getting guys back, E. They're slowly getting guys. Keenan Allen last night had his first 100-yard game of the year. He's a great player. They're like 12 catches. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, if Bosa comes back, Khalil Mack is back. I don't know what their – I don't know if their tackle's coming back or not. I didn't see that. Their left tackle, the kid from Northwestern who's so good. Uh, but they're getting their guys back. Watch out. They, they could be a dangerous team. How about Chargers Bengals first round of the playoffs? Woo! But anyway, I just named five guys. All right. And then you have the Ravens with the unique Lamar, who's a unique guy as a sixth playoff team. And then seven and eight. Well, two has had a great year. They're struggling. They may, may not make it. Um, it depends. But those six are pretty. Those are pretty good quarterback. They're all I mean, pretty young, too. They're all young, and they're all going to battle over the next decade, man. That's Listen, we got to get ours. We got to get ours. So that's why I say, man, when you get in, take advantage. Then you go to the NFC. It's not quite like that. Jalen Hurts, great year. All right. Dak, good. Mm. Um, Kirk Cousins, mm. eh. You know, Brady, yeah. Eh, yeah. Brock Purdy, I mean, AFC know. or NFC? Oh, come on, AFC all day. I mean, so, unfortunately, we're in the AFC. Right. Maybe we should apply for the NFC South. Maybe we should trade. Hey, um, hey New Orleans. Right. You're moving over to the AFC South. We're going to the NFC South. Play over there for a while. Uh Point being, young, great quarterbacks in the AFC. And watch now. Mahomes is the king. He's a little bit older than the other guys. Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Lawrence. You see how I'm working Lawrence into this now? You see what's happened here? I mean, that's how the kind of 
play he's been having the last few weeks. It's Elite. Crazy. It's crazy how Mahomes is older than his daddy Burrow. Yeah. It's crazy. If I said to you right now, Mahomes. Jags aside, no. Jags aside, who do you think is going to the Super Bowl from the AFC? Who would you pick? Oh. Because I might go Cincinnati, man. Me too. Me I too. might go Cincinnati. They're playing really good ball. They lost man. Collins for the year. Um, And they blew that 22 nothing lead. And the Patriots were going in to win. They were on the five-yard line. Patriots have given away two games that they should have won the last two weeks. Given them away. If they win those two games, by the way, uh, uh, they're nine and six, and they're in. Right? They they blew the Vegas game, and they blew. They came back against the Bengals, and were about to beat the Bengals, and blew it. And I wonder what you know. It's the difference, though, when you don't have a Brady, and you got a regular quarterback, Mac Jones, dirty, <laughs> dirty Mac Jones. The Jets are lost. I'll tell you another guy who does not been impressive at all. And he got paid a boatload of money. Deshaun. Yeah. I, I, oh. thought, I thought he would have found his groove. He has not now. found his groove, and the, and the Browns are out. They're eliminated. Mm. So, it's, he's got two, only two games left. He has not been good at all. I watched a little bit of that Saints game. I mean, you got to beat the Saints at home if you're Cleveland. And I don't know what happened with Miles Garrett, but he didn't start. He sat out. He was benched or something. So, um, Houston will draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. So, what, he'll be welcome to the, the Colts will draft Will Levis or somebody because the Colts are going to be picking in the top five. For sure. All right, so they're going to get somebody, and it's 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 a crazy time, man. And 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 then what do the Niners do now? They got a good problem, though. Great problem. And I'm still not. I'm still will continue to say the Niners will not go to the Super Bowl because there's going to be a game where Brock Purdy's got to do it, and the inexperience. No rookie goes to the Super Bowl right. at the quarterback spot. Damn sure ain't going to be Brock Purdy as well as he's played. And the Niners' scheme is great, and it's conducive to success at the position. And Shanahan has proven to be a very good coach this year. And they're loaded. And they're loaded. All, Brock, all Purdy has to do is just – all he has to do is Alex Smith his way there. That's yeah. all he has to do. But that's what they said about the Jets, too, and he couldn't do it. The Jets are loaded, right? So – or are they? All right. Anyway, a lot of NFL talk. I got some college questions when we come back. I need someone. I need one of you Googans to help me out here. We need to get to the bottom of this whole off the field stuff with college football. I need to see. Has anyone done some digging yet? Because all we ever do is we hear. We hear. I want to know. I want to know what the money is being bantered around. I'll tell you why when we come back right here on The Drill. Yes, sir! What up, Jax? First place, Jaguars. That's what I tell you to say. Say it. 
Say it loud, say it proud. Say it strongly. So I got to figure out, I need, I need someone to send me, or I need somebody to do. I want the truth, E. I want the truth. Maybe I should call Rick Ballou the truth teller. The truth teller. Maybe he can help me. I need to know 100% what in the hell is going on with this NIL. Like, I want to know, like, the money that they kick around. Is it accurate or not? Right. I'm ready to know. Okay, enough of this garbage and this crap. I want to know. I want to know why, as a Gator fan, veteran offensive linemen are putting their name in the transfer portal and leaving Florida. Are they getting better deals? And if they are, then what happened to we'll take care of the players once they get here because that was going to be the plan for Florida. I said back in August that Billy Napier was making a mistake by not attacking the five-star guys with financial deals. I think that's proven out to be somewhat accurate because Florida's approach was we'll take care of them when they get here on campus, when we have them. Okay, well then why are we losing starting offensive linemen? Why are they going somewhere else? Is there a problem with the offensive line coach? What's happening uh, at Florida if we're supposedly building this culture? But it's not just Florida. I'm not just talking about Florida here. That's just a side note. Like, I need to know what's going on there. But what I want to know specifically, like, what are these kids getting to transfer schools? And why do they put their name in the portal? And do they do it just to see what kind of fighting? And I don't blame them. I'm not criticizing. I want to know if the Tennessee kid coming from California really got $8 million for three years. If that's the case, I'm about to enter the transfer portal. Yes. I want to know who's getting what. I want to know what the deals are. I want to know if Miami's truly paying out money and how much money they're paying out. And why they got the number three recruiting class. That's not portal stuff, but you understand it's all about name, image, and likeness. I want to know why the college football has done nothing to try to regulate this still. You know? I mean, it's time for someone to do that story, the in-depth story, and follow one of these kids around who puts their name in the transfer portal and does so solely based on cash money. I want to know why Sam Hartman's going to Notre Dame. Is he just, and how did that start? How does, does, because it can't be, it has to be against the rules. Sam Hartman call Notre Dame and say, how'd you like to have me come play for you? No, because Notre Dame's starting quarterback left. Why did he leave? He played pretty well for Notre Dame. All of a sudden he's at Arizona State. Did he know Sam Hartman was coming? I mean, I need some answers on this stuff, boys. I want to know the numbers. Are we providing millions of dollars for kids to sign to come over to the portal? Pat Narduzzi said Drake May was offered $5 million to transfer from North Carolina by two different schools. Is that true? Is there that much money in college football? And again, if you listen to me consistently, Not blaming the kids. If you want to pay it, go get it, baby. I got no problem with that. Go get it. It's dumb. It's dumb for the sport. It's turning off a lot of fans. 
It's not, It's there's nothing, hey, win one for the old orange and blue, win one for the old red and black, win one for the old garnet and gold. Hell no, it's win one for the green, as in cash money, baby. But it's, I, you know, I blame the, the sport, the greed. Coaches want to take $10 million a year to coach? Screw you guys then. We're going to be on your butts every week. I don't care. You're getting $10 million, $8 million, You're getting a buyout? A buyout? Who gets a buyout? When they fire me from here, E, are they going to give me a buyout? Nah, bruh. No buyout. Not getting any buyout. Here, 12 million, go away. Here, 20 million, go away. What is that? How about you're fired, you're out? So, I don't know, man. I want some answers. I need somebody to tell me, send me, well, Who's going to win the Pulitzer Prize? Where are you, Bruce Feldman? Where are you, Pat Forty? Where are you, Rick Riley? I'm just naming sports writers. I have no idea. But, I mean, we need to see the story, man. So-and-so said, when, when you're, if your kid's a five-star athlete, you know, what do you get? How do you how do you bargain? What do you say to the school? What's the financial package? That's it. it it's infamously said that Cam Newton's dad. Tell me the financial package. Yeah, he said that we're going to whoever has the biggest bag. And at the time, I guess Auburn had the biggest bag. I just, uh, Charlton K. Ganey joins us on the uh, Fair and Fair phone line. Hello, Charlton. Good morning, Daniel and E.T. How are you this morning, sir? We're doing well. Well, thank you. Yes, thank you I for asking. You have a good question there. He's a winner. You know? He give him a prize back. He asked how <laughs> you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know, you, you bring up a good question because I remember you brought the guy on from Fort Lauderdale, and and I'm, I'm and this is everywhere, but you had the Gator Collective, and everybody was putting money in. What happened to that money? Is it being spent on anybody? Are you guys using that money? I don't know. You know, that's a, that's one one of the questions. And, it, you know, and this whole NIL deal now makes the Tennessee thing with McDonald's bags of money look like <laughs> small potatoes, right? Yes. I mean, I'm just saying it's, you know, you give the guys a couple hundred bucks in a McDonald's bag versus, yeah. hey, I, I here's just, $5 million. As somebody said on the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures, I want to know what NIL is. I want you to show me, Dan Hicken and Foreigner. <laughs> Not bad. I want to know what love is. That's right, baby. <laughs> I mean, seriously, do we? I, I mean, I'm just. I want to know the financial ramifications of all this moving around. It's not good for the game. I think most of us college football fans are a bit turned off by all this, and it's not. Charlton, we're not mad that the kids are getting the money. I don't care if there's money there; they should share it. It's just the way it's being done is just distasteful. Well, there's a couple of things there, Dan. I think you're creating a, a whole lot of animosity inside of the team mm-hmm. when you also when true. You give one or two one or two guys a, a big payday, and the other guys are getting uh, you know five hundred dollars a week or a thousand dollars or whatever it is. It's just there's got to be some equity across the board. And the other thing it's doing this this 
this idea of I'm sitting out in the bowl game and I'm not playing, and the bowl games have gone to you know what. And that's it, a it fact. Used to be, it used to be, hey, something to look forward to. As yeah. A fan. I know, you know, used to, and the big thing from Florida was, uh, you can't spell citrus without UT. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, that 95 Citrus Bowl, uh, 10 and 1, Ohio State, 10 and 1, Tennessee was one of the better games I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah. Just from a talent standpoint, the people are in that Eddie George, Orlando Pace, guys on Tennessee, that was a great game. And now you know, oh, I I can't play. We have watched. Hurt. Uh, uh, we I I've yet on. I've yet to have. Maybe I missed one, but has there been a bowl game yet that has made us go, "Hey, great"? I mean, I, the, the the they're just made for TV events. There's nobody in the stands. I mean, we have and South it, Carolina and Notre Dame here in Jacksonville. That's a big deal, and that place should be packed. I bet it won't be though. I don't think it will be. Do you think it will be? You probably have. Uh, I'm going to put the over under on about thirty five thousand. Yeah, I'd say have forty maybe. Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen from South Carolina. And I, I may be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Around. And that, by the way, it would be a, a, a that would be a good crowd compared to the bowls that I've seen so far. And I know we're building up to Saturday in the Final Four, but when when do we get to the twelve? Then what are we going to have as far as the bowls? The whole thing is just somebody needs to take charge of college football. That's all I'm saying, Charlton. I, I, I thought we were actually building up to Friday when uh, I'm rolling down to Miami for. Oh, see, you're going. Mighty Vols take on the game. Uh, co- Dabo and his, his hamburger comment. That's the Gamecock Bowl, I think, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the or, it's the actual orange. Yeah, orange it definitely bowl. is an orange ball. All yeah, right, we're gonna run. I gotta. I'm up Go! against it. Thank you, Charlton K. Ganey. We gotta take a break. Uh, we're heading towards the uh, eight o'clock hour. We're back with more here on the drill. All right, we're going to do a short segment here because we got the Hall of Famer, Big Bo, coming up in just a few minutes. It's getting kind of hectic. By the way, one other thing, clean up a mess, a shout-out. Uh, we're being told over 60000 at the Gator Bowl, the Tax Slayer Bowl on Friday. So, Greg McGarity and crew, job well done, man. South Carolina, Notre Dame, if we have 60000 plus, that would be awesome. Well, let's get hectic with the Jags Power Bowl time. E, last week 16, what do you got? I'm going 14. Oh. I'm going 14. All right, well, let's take – I will tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. We starting from the top this week. Come on, week. somebody. We starting from the top and working our way down. We ain't bottoms up anymore around here. Number one, Kansas City. We'll see you in the second week of the playoffs. Ugh. Number two, Philly. Rematch Super Bowl. Yeah, I like that. Number three, Buffalo. AFC Championship game. See you then. Number four, San Fran. They won't be there. Number five, Dallas already handled you guys. Number six, the Bengals. Don't really want to play you. Number seven, Minnesota Vikings, they're all doing defining moments, by the way. Justin Jefferson converting fourth and 18, the Vikings' defining moment of the year. Number eight, the Baltimore Ravens. We handled them, too. Handled them, boys. Number nine, the L.A. Chargers. Beat their ass! Our sons. (laughs) Number 10, should have beat them, the Giants. Yeah, y'all owe us one. Are the Giants better than us? No. Number 11, the Dolphins. 
Number 12. The Jaguars! Oh, 12. Oh, wow. Defining moment losing to Denver and London. You're right, D-Rock. That was because that's when Trevor said enough. Two picks that day, one in the end zone, the other on the final possession. Flipped the switch. Jags are 5-2 and two since that. Lawrence second in the NFL in completion percentage, passer rating, fifth in QBR, thrown for 1,909 yards, 14 touchdowns, one pick, and the Jags have a shot to win the AFC South. How good is that, peeps? That's as good as it comes. We're going to talk to, speaking of good, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, number 322, Don Anthony Baselli Jr., next on The Drill. Now, Breakfast with Baselli on 1010XL. Brought to you by Epstein and Robbins DUI Defense Firm and Fifth Element Adjusting. Breakfast provided by Chick fil A. I think I just moved you up 30 spots going to break. And somebody pointed out I called you number 322. You're 355. Is that correct, Don Anthony? 355. Yeah. 355. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know why I, I got 322 care. stuck. I care. That's how I introduce you every week. Number 355, 71 in your program, one in your hearts. Don Anthony Baselli Jr. An homage, an homage to your pops. I do it each and every week. I've It's something that's become ingrained in me, and I choked on it, I guess. <laughs> you screwed it up. I did. That's kind of what I do. Unlike your Jacksonville Jaguars, your first place Jacksonville Jaguars, I was at work yesterday doing the television thing, and I, I flipped on uh, – uh, on the uh, Twitter, I was watching you and uh, Prisco go back and forth, and I yes. I enjoyed that uh, some of it. Of course, it's not quite as good as you know breakfast with Baselli or whatever the hell it is that we do here on Monday slash Tuesdays, but it was still nonetheless enjoyable. Um, but I did like your honesty, and I find it interesting. <laughs> you made me laugh. You said, "I got to be honest. I kind of if you're going to ask what part was sort of not real, it was sort of the high five. Because they put these cameras on these guys now in the radio yeah. booth, and Tony catches heck because he's not a rah rah. He's not, you know, and no one ever questioned Tony Baselli's love for his franchise. He's Jacksonville's his home. He's a Jaguar through and through. He's the biggest cheerleader for this franchise that there is in the national world. Uh, uh, but it's not his thing to jump up and down. But now you you're you're conscious of this camera on you is what you're telling me. Well, yeah, the high five was fake. I was like. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I didn't really. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, hands in the air. The first, I think I did one fist pump. That was probably that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, um, that's fine. And then, and then I, mean, just, I, I caught a lot of grief, Dan, after the first one when I just sat there. Yeah, and people like refused to remember the fact that the play was being reviewed. It was not a for sure thing. <laughs> you know, the the I, I'm a big Mets fan. I think I told you this, but Keith Hernandez is is a is you to the New York Mets and yeah. does a color commentary and he you know the play-by-play guy stands up and throws a fist and he's because he's also you know he's giving emotion of the moment you're gonna break it down and tell us what you just saw you're focused and but Hernandez does the same thing as you and I and people always go why why what you know it, it just is what it is it's not that big a deal man they, trust me Tony's very happy when the Jags are victorious <laughs> yeah very much so it makes my job a lot more fun um, so, but yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. Well, you know, and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. We have a good booth and, you know, Frank is 
we're on the verge of having to, you know, bring the paddles out and revive him <laughs> because he's so. And then Jeff's, you know, a little bit more yeah. than me. And you got our spotter, John Deneen, who's doing backflips, you know, oh, there. Yeah. And, Your spotter is uh, gets a lot of play because of his emotions, which yeah. is great. So there has to be somebody who kind of keeps the thing together. That's probably true. That's probably true. Um, let me ask you this. Trevor Lawrence, uh, we, we know he's a franchise guy. Uh, I saw some numbers on him that back up how good he's playing. We, we've seen it with our own eyes. We know he's playing well, but he is playing elite football at the quarterback position over these last seven weeks. If you extrapolate that to a 17-game regular season, it would be like 5,100 yards plus accounted for, 39 touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, he's right now playing like, like Burrow Allen Mahomes, yes? Uh. He is Burrow Allen Mahomes. That's who he is, Herbert. I mean, he is one of the best five to seven quarterbacks in the NFL. He is. I mean, just, you know, here we go, Jacksonville. We've been waiting for this guy. Yeah. We have the guy. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence, he he has every tool you want, Dan. He has a big arm. He's athletic. He's smart. He's hard he's competitive he's unafraid in the pocket uh-huh the natural leader i mean he is that guy and he is one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl it is not a fluke it is not a short-term thing he will be that next year he'll be that the year after he'll be that until he is retired mm. one of the best quarterbacks in this league mm. and you know i mean dan we talked about it i mean at the beginning of this year people were freaking out yes and I would even I wouldn't say you and Jeff were freaking out, but you were on the verge of like going down a very question into a dark hole. Question. Yes. Yes. That's fair. And I remember we had a conversation and I said, guys, he's a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. And what people like because you see things that he does that you can't teach. Right. And you see the toughness and you saw what he I saw what he went through last year and how he came through it, you know, on the mental side. Right. And it was going to take time. It was going to take a little bit of time, though. But he had a—I don't want to say a wasted year because I think he learned probably a lot being in the disaster of Urban Meyer's sphere, sphere here in Jacksonville. Right. But like from being developed as a pro quarterback, mm-hmm. I, I, I think not not a lot, a lot of that happened. But now you bring in Doug Peterson and the rest of his crew of uh, of offensive minds, and he's getting taught how to play the position. He really is, and the way he played, you know, the, the conditions on Thursday were awful, and using his feet to pick up 51 much-needed yards were terrific. The 16-play, 96-yard drive was a thing of beauty, so well-schemed. Uh, Peterson and Lawrence combo is is firing on all cylinders. It's It's really, gosh, it's fun to watch, and I'm just so happy for Everybody involved, especially the fans. I said, you know, the, you know, the the players get paid and they, they make their money, and, I, and I'm not. They want to win, and and the organization wants to win, and everybody. But and the fans have been so kicked in the hoo hoo so many times here to enjoy this ride now. And what you're suggesting and saying is this isn't just a a, a one year ride. Uh, strap in, boys. Uh, we got We got. We're gonna have a legitimate shot here over the next decade or so. Yeah, I mean, in 17, when this team went to the AFC Championship, 
it, every ball bounced its way. Right. More turnovers. Right. Defense scoring touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Just everything bounced its way. It was never sustainable the way that team was winning. The way this team plays now is sustainable. This is like for the long haul. You right. have a quarterback. And and what you <clears throat> realize, and if you watch the NFL and over the years, when you have that guy, and there's only a couple of those or a few of those guys, but when you have one of you on your team, mm-hmm. everyone else is better too. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is better. Because what happens is you, you have a belief that look, we're never out of a game. Like keep playing. Because that guy at some point is going to make a play, do something special. And as long as we are within a possession in the fourth quarter, we have a great chance to win this game. And so it changes your mentality. Right. And, and it changes, and I think it's part of the maturation process. And, you know, Jeff was giving me a hard time earlier in the year, and I said when this team was in that awful losing streak and they're right. losing every game in the last minute, and I said this team needs to learn how to win. And he's, well, yeah, you know, go to school or whatever. And he was, you know, giving me a hard time. But this is this is this is what the team's done. They're, they've learned the win, and what that means is they are confident when they get on that field and they get into the fourth quarter. Like, yeah, we're going to figure this out. And part of that is having the franchise quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. Now, it's also other guys believing in making plays and sure. stepping up. I mean, Evan, Evan Ingram the last three weeks has been terrific, as good as any tight in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get you know good complimentary football between Zay Jones and Kirsten Kirk, two guys that. Mm-hmm. You don't get it done. The offensive line, Walker Little steps in when Cam gets hurt. You don't miss a beat. I mean, there's, you know, you can go down the list. Uh, Aluakon's, you know, tackles everything in his way. Mm-hmm. Safeties are starting to play really good football. You know, Tyson, all of a sudden, Tyson Campbell is, you know, can play with his back to the ball and he's finding the ball in the air mm-hmm. and defending. I mean, there's like, so everybody is improving. But in my opinion, it starts with leadership positions as a head coach, and then you go down to the quarterback. Those two things are key, and we have the right guys in those seats. No chance you uh, rest anybody on Sunday. It's not, we're eight. We're seven and eight. Right. You're not good enough to rest people. Good. You, you've won three in a row. It's great. I think it's really important for this team to have momentum going into right. the playoffs. Yeah. Like, like, be on a roll. Be confident. Be on, like, feel like you're unbeatable. And it's a division game, and this team beat you earlier. So to me, as a player, I want to go. Let's let's, let's go play. Right. Let's go. Like let's go. Let's go send the message, because one of the things you want to send to this conference, I mean, to this division, Dan, at the end of this year, right? You want everyone packing up the U-Hauls and heading to the offseason in the AFC South, and everyone going, "Yep, there's a new sheriff in town. It's the Jaguars. Right. They're the best. Like they, they're the class of the AFC South. We got to go. We have to go figure out how to beat the Jaguars." That's what you want the message to be sent. So you want to go pound Houston, go beat them. That's gonna be a close game because Lovey stuff is good. Lovey Smith is a really good coach and mm-hmm. he plays really good defense. Yeah, they've played close. well the last few weeks. They battled. They're not playing like they a, played very well. Yeah. They played very well. Uh, and then you have the Titans. Um, you want to go like just lay it on both of those, yeah. So that they go into the off season like oh crap, right? This is you know we gotta go figure things out for this guy, for this team. So don't rest. Now, I would say this, if you have a guy who's borderline, mm-hmm. it's like, go or not, I'd probably rest that guy. Okay. I wouldn't push a guy who's, you know, I always think about it this way. Let's say uh, you, you have a player that if they had three more days of rest, okay, they would be like 50% better Okay, than, than rest that guy. Now, if it was a playoff game 
or if it was the last game, say, too bad, go play. We need you. And the guys would be begging to get out there anyways. So that's kind of my how I look at this Houston game. But I wouldn't rest guys just to rest them. Will the Jaguars' defense be better served when Walker gets back, especially with the loss of Smooty Smoot, to have him put hand in dirt, be one of the three guys up front, and let Arden Key continue to rush the passer from the outside? Yeah, I, I mean, I think on first and second down, you'll see Trayvon Walker stand up mm-hmm. outside like he's been. Um, but I think on sub packages, so when they get into their nickel personnel, whether it's third down or they're play, uh, facing a three wide, mm-hmm receiver situation, I think I would put Arden Key outside and Trayvon Walker inside. Arden Key's a better pass rusher. Right. Then Trayvon Walker. Now, Trayvon Walker's powerful, really good against the run, physical dude, so you want him out there, and, and you're going to really need him with the loss of Smoot, which I think is a huge loss for this team. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, it was no good. It was miserable. Is that, but, Tony, uh, is that yeah. Tony, you walk around that turf. Is, it, is there something to this turf? I mean, it got Robinson last year. It got Smoot this year. Is there something to it? Is it just fluky? I know they're changing the turf out after this year, but it doesn't help us now anyway. But is there something to grass v. turf? I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I think, I think like, the twisting things where, like, your foot gets stuck, stuck in the turf. a little and bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that maybe, but if you watch the place, it was just planting. Yeah, he was I mean, pushing I off, right? the, yeah. I think that happens on the grass. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of think that as well. Um, Tony, why is it so important for the fans – to the fans to have this game flexed. Why do like some on the text line? Somebody said, "Can you have Tony make some national calls and get this game moved to Saturday night?" It just seems to be so important to the fans. I don't care when we play Tennessee. I'm talking about the Tennessee game, obviously. Yeah. I don't care when we play them, uh, but uh, but I, I do sense it's important to the fan. They want, they love that national notoriety. I guess. Because you feel like, because I think the fans have felt like we've been kicked around. We have, yeah. Forgotten yeah. about, the, you know, stepchild, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, like, moniker you want to use. But sure. just, like, forgotten about. Like, sure. looked down upon. Yeah. And um, and so, like, getting flexed to the national game is like a status symbol. Okay. It's kind of like when you, you know, uh, like, you go buy the, you know, I remember this. I remember back when I was growing up as little, like, my dad always wanted a Cadillac. Right. Like a catalog was like a status symbol. Okay. And then I remember when he got it and it was like, yeah, he has a Cadillac. <laughs> like he was like, that. I'm like, I never quite understood. I was a little uh-huh, kid. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it was like, that was a big deal. And mm-hmm. I think, so th- it was about status. It was like, Hey, look what I, who I am. Yeah. I have a catalog. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. It's like, Hey, yeah, we're national prime time. We, they, they, everyone, they moved us up to the prime time because we're the team to watch. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's that stat, like, because you think about like what do we see in national te- on the national television as far as football in primetime all the time? You see the Cowboys, right, you see the right, Packers, right, right. you see the Giants, you see the Steelers. These big brand names, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, that's, I want that to be us. Yeah. That means we've arrived, and I think that's what it means for the fans. Now we're going to get flexed. We're, this our game against Tennessee will be either Saturday night or Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be Saturday night. Uh, unless the, if the Steelers beat the the Ravens this week, which basically in the Bengals win, which guarantees the Bengals pretty much the conference championship. Right. I mean, not the conference, the division championship. Sure. I, that game will stay in the one o'clock window, but and then I think we'll play Sunday night. But if it, if if it's Bengals Ravens for the AFC North championship, they'll go Sunday night. We'll go uh, Saturday night. I promise you this: 
Jacksonville, and I would say this to the fans, Jacksonville is going to become a destination city for the NFL uh, bigwigs, national guys, starting next year, right? I mean, they're going to want to come see Trevor and Peterson and the Jags play uh, games next year when they have hopefully that first place schedule too. Yeah, well, I mean, we will. <clears throat> we go to the playoffs and take care of business, which yeah. we will. Mm-hmm. We will have at least one Monday night, at least one Sunday night game. Yeah, and Sunday night would be huge. I mean, we haven't had that in forever, so uh, that's. But here's the thing: now uh-huh. let me flip it on the fans. Okay. We need to pack. <clears throat> we need to pack the bank on oh. Saturday or Sunday. Oh yeah, so 100%. With the actual camera, like it needs. To, and I'm not talking about like, oh, it's like a good crowd, right? I'm talking, and I'm not. I don't want a lot of the opposing team there, right? I, I don't want a bunch of Titans fans. I'm talking sixty-five thousand Jaguar fans. Nice. Hanging off the rafters. Yeah. Send you know, the, a message. The Dallas, even though there's a ton of Cowboy fans, the the atmosphere is so great when it's packed. And, and you're right. And if you could have that all Jacksonville, that would be tremendous. And I think you will. Uh, uh, and, and you're right, because it's not, it's not Christmas time. It's not New Year's. It's January 8th or 7th. We're, we're into the new year, so it's a great time to – you know, the weather probably will be fantastic. So, um, good time to come out and uh, and watch your well, Giants I, win. I have defended our fan base forever, right? As you know, and yes, I you love do. our city, yes, and I do. love our team. Yes, you do. But here, and the fans have been through hell, right? No doubt about it. And begging for a winning franchise. Well, this is the start. You're going to, this week eighteen of the 2022 season is the start of this team being a perennial playoff team and a, and a team that will compete for Super Bowls. It is now time for us, the fans, to show up. No more excuses. I don't care if it's a holiday. I don't care if it's raining. I don't think it's cold or hot or anything else. Oh, you're starting to sound like that feisty left tackle used to play yes. screamed at me about the rain and such. Let's go. Let's come out. <laughs> Let's rock. Let's make that place you'll shake yes. at its foundations. I yes. mean, because – because I do believe we have great fans. Now we need to go buy the tickets. We need to go show up, and we need to go support this team on the week eighteen. Yeah, and and deliver them into the playoffs. Yeah, and then come back the following week for a playoff game. Yes, which would be even and better. Like, wow. like people begging to get in. I want people begging. Oh, you want some begging? Yeah. Begging to get a ticket. Wow. I where like I want. The, I mean, that's that's what this needs to become, and it's going to become that. Mm-hmm. I really believe that, and because I think that the team's going to be successful uh-huh. and um, and now the fans is, let's go out and let's go dominate. You you talked about it sort of being a new age for the Jaguars. Now, this may be a bit of a stretch, but I'm going to throw it out and get your opinion on it anyway because I talked about it earlier this morning and I want to hear what you think. You know, we lost an NFL great and a really really nice man anyone who had ever met uh or interviewed Franco Harris had great things to say about him. Right. And yep. And I'm sure you crossed paths with him at some point. I know yep. I did. So he's, yep. Uh, uh, what a, it was always a terrific person. But anyway, I was thinking about this. Franco, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers were, you know, uh, just a laughing stock franchise for years and years. Awful. And if you go look at the Immaculate Reception and you go look at Franco, and, and and the only negative about the Immaculate Reception is it takes away from how great of a football player Franco Harris was because 
he did unbelievable things in the 70s with the Steelers and was a big part of their Super Bowl championships. But record before Franco, record after Franco. Uh, statue of Franco at the Pittsburgh airport. You've seen it. And I'm just wondering if Trevor is our Franco. Uh, let's hope so. Yeah. Because what people forget, well, maybe they don't forget. I don't, maybe they don't know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Macro reception, 72. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little tyke. I was about seven months old at that yeah, time. I was 10 and I watched that game, Tony. I remember it. Yeah. I, I did not. My dad was probably watching it. I did probably not. I was. Um, it was seven six. Yeah, Steelers down. Yeah. Desperation. Mm-hmm. They had, in 1972. I don't know how long the Steelers have been around, but probably 20, 30 years as an organization. They had never won a playoff game. Correct. That was their first playoff win, and they went on to dominate the 70s and become the you know one of the great franchises and great. And teams it stayed with them. I mean, that DNA has stayed with them. So that's my yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Still like great franchise. And, um, you know, I, I, you would have thought that the way this franchise started, and I'm talking about the Jaguars, mm-hmm. where we had all that success early. Right. That there would be a DNA built in that we were just going to be a great winning organization. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Well, 1999 sure. AFC Championship game where those dirty Tennessee <clears throat> Titans took a bit of our yeah, soul. I, I don't know if that's it, Dan, but we could, you'd have to dissect it. But, yeah. but, but your question's a good one. And my hope is, and my belief is that Trevor, whether he's the Franco Harris of the franchise or not, I think Trevor is going to be the guy that leads this organization right. to a championship right. and to change how it's viewed. I do believe that. And it ain't, listen, it ain't going to be easy because, and you know this, AFC, you know, he has to be Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert. Lawrence, because those five are going to battle over the next decade, 15 years for AFC championships, Super Bowl appearances, et cetera. Don't you think? Yeah. No, I think the AFC is, it's a, it's a gauntlet. I mean, Tony, after everything shakes down and all the seasons played out, look at the, you know, Buffalo's a top seed, Josh Allen, Kansas City's second, Patrick Mahomes, Cincinnati's third, Joe Burrow. I'm not sure that. By the way, the Bengals shouldn't be the favorite. They play Buffalo oh. this week, and they own Kansas City. Uh, so I'm not sure. Well, I that, think, yeah, I think Cincinnati is the best team. Yeah, in, in football. There you go. I, I'm the, yeah. I kind of tend to agree with you, but again, the quarterbacks for one, seed one, two, three, Trevor four right now, and then you have the unique Herb. Lamar Jackson at five. But those are those are the. Well, by the way, yeah, Herbert. Herbert is there in six. Yeah. They, and, they, and by the way, Herbert might go to five. Yes. And by the There's way, and by the way, the Chargers may be doing the opposite Charger this year because they're getting guys back. They're getting healthy. Keenan Allen makes a difference. Herbert looks better each week. That's a dangerous team too. Yeah. Like, yes. Like the Chargers coming to town for that first playoff game. Yeah. Like, oof. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Ravens better. I like our, I like the matchup better. <laughs> yes, but it's 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 interesting in the AFC and Houston's going to take one of these guys and it'll see if he's able. Now again, he whoever they take, they're not the slam dunk that we thought Trevor was and has become. But he's still the number one quarterback taken in the draft, so there'll be much expectation for whoever it is, be it C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, whatever. It's it's it's. I mean, 
it's gonna be fun. Yes. It's gonna be a, it's it's gonna be good football, and we got to start by beating the Texans this week. Go beat the t- Tennessee Titans. Let's get in. Let's get into the playoffs and see what happens. You said you looked at the tape yesterday. Your thoughts on um, on uh, Walker Little, how he played. He seemed to do okay, I thought. But I yeah I, yeah after the first series where yeah. I was like having some heart palpitations. <laughs> um, I thought he was good. I thought he, he was really – he's very physical, good job in the run. Mm-hmm. He gets guys on the edges a little bit in the pass game at times, but he's a big, strong guy. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, Lawson is a good player. He's blocking. I thought he did a good job. I thought he did a good job. There was um, – you didn't, like, walk away from that and watch him and say, boy, what a huge fall off right. from camp right. to Walker. Good. Which is, and that's what you want. You know, you want that guy to come in and say, okay, we feel good about moving forward. One last um, thing. Go ahead. Yeah, so that – so that, and I was happy for Walker. Boy, he's gotten yeah. a lot of heat and everything else. Yeah. I'm glad he came and went out there and played well. Yeah, I thought you didn't like him because he was a Stanford guy. I thought you were being negative about him yesterday. No, so. I like Walker. Okay. I've, I've always liked Walker. All right, I'm glad. I, I, just, I mean, I was – I thought he would win the job at right tackle. <laughs> right, right. And he didn't. And yeah. give Juwan, and by the way, Juwan Taylor's probably the most consistent, best offensive lineman. Had a really good year. This year. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's yeah. just funny how this thing you know, works out. And I'll worry about the offseason when we get to the offseason. That's the beautiful thing about about this time of the year, Tone. But one last thing I wanted to ask you, too, and, and, and you know this, you live this. The NFL is such a week-to-week league, and we're talking about, you know, we're set up well, and we are. But, man, oh, man, when you, like – you should never go into the tournament. And if the Jags, as we expect them to do, go into the tournament, you, you, why not us? Why not now? I mean, you know, don't ever be satisfied. I mean, when you look back, you reflect whatever, but you just never know. So whenever you get the opportunity, man, you got to, you got to take it. That's why 17 hurts so bad because we had the Patriots and, and, and it was proven to be a one year deal. Damn it, man! We should have went to the Super Bowl that year and didn't. But so my point, the only point I'm making, and and you know this is, you may sit there and think, oh, it's going to be great forever. I mean, Dan Marino thought that, and he went to one Super Bowl. You just never know. It, it's a great point. You're exactly right. And as a player, don't miss don't miss the moment. When right. I say miss, don't miss the moment of how what an opportunity it is. Because you don't know if you're going to get that opportunity again. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you're on a different team, you get hurt. Who knows? Um, because in the NFL, heck, in life, you know, there's no guarantee tomorrow is coming. And you better, if you get in the playoffs this year, and, and by the way, which is why it's, you better take advantage of the next two weeks with your Jacksonville. you got to go beat Houston, beat Tennessee. Correct. But if you, it, once you get in the tournament, man, play, play like it's yours mm. to win. Amen. Play like it's yours to take home the title. Don't be happy. You said it really well, Dan. Don't be happy just being there. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know if you'll ever get back. Christmas with the Baselli's good? It was good. Yeah, we're up in uh, we're out in Colorado. Oh. A little family ski trip. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So, uh, Do you ski, Tone? Do you still ski? Yeah. That a baby. Yep. That a yep. boy. We uh, spent the last got here. You don't go down Christmas. the you don't go down the blacks, do you? You know, my rule, Dan, is if there's no bumps, yeah, the I'll mold, go down. Yeah, that's fair. I just 
I got caught on a mogul run yesterday. I'm like, oh, gosh, that's, thanks. That's, I haven't been in, in 15 years, but I made a couple bad turns uh, out there that you can make, and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. This is going to take me a little while. <laughs> it's just – I did. The funny thing is, I used to love it. I mean, I was sure. like growing up, growing up in Colorado, yeah. I mean, my whole life. I mean, I used to like live for that, and now I'm like, this just is miserable. Like, this is not like. So, I, like, it was funny yesterday. I was skiing with the whole family, and mm-hmm. I had my uh, Ansley, my 13 year old, mm-hmm. and it, and Alexis, my 19 year old daughter. So we were cruising around. You know, they, they're Florida kids. They don't get to ski a lot. They right. ski a handful. Of right. And so we were like cruising on the greens and the blues. Sure. And I'm like, I, I got to the bottom. I'm like, if you had told me 10 years ago, I'd be like enjoying skiing greens and blues. I'd have <laughs> laughed at you. But I was like, this is very relaxing with my yeah. kids. I'm yeah. really enjoying this. I always said my, my thing about skiing is this, Tony, and I, I've always felt this, especially when you go out to the Rocky Mountains. You, it is a pain in the rear to get there, man. And it is a pain in the rear to get all the, you know, again, in Florida, if you don't, I, I'd never had all the gear because I'd borrow and piece together yeah. and, and then, and then you go and, but then there would be one moment, man, where you're on that mountain and you look around and there's really nobody there and you look out and you just see God's majesty and it just makes everything worthwhile to me. That was, that's how I always, always looked at skiing. Dan, we were, Alexis and I, we're on the lift, mm-hmm. just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And we were riding up, and I looked to my right, which I think would have been my, uh, probably like the west, mm-hmm. southwest. Mm-hmm. And we were near the top of the mountain. And I looked over the front range, the Rocky Mountain. Right. And like the sun was hitting just right. It was oh. like 9 30, 10 in the morning. So and, I, and I, and I told Alexis, look over there. And you talk about the beauty of God's creation. Yeah. And it just, and it looked like a postcard. Yeah. That's the and we best. just sat there for about 30 seconds just yeah. staring at it. Like, and it was crystal blue sky. So the blue skies beat in the mountains and the range and there's a little purple as you get further out. It was just like mm. unreal. Yeah. And, uh, it's a, and I always say skiing is a great family sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have, I mean, because we have our my my nieces are here and my sister is yeah. up here and Angie's brothers up here and mm-hmm. and everyone's at a different level of skiing right but you can all meet up at the bottom you can meet halfway you can meet for a meal I mean you right. kind of people want to go the hard stuff go to the hard stuff and you just kind of make it away your way around and find a lot of moments together as a family and I, that's my I mean I. I'll be honest with you, I don't care about skiing much anymore. Right. Uh, I just like hanging with the family and doing something my kids want to be with me. Yeah, especially especially as they get older. Ain't going to be many more of those, so just cherish them. They're fun. That's right. All right, my man. Well, have a great vacay, and uh, we'll see you back here uh, on to Houston. We're on to Houston, Tone. On to Houston. Let's go. Let's go get a W. Dominate the South. That's Don Anthony Baselli Jr. Uh, You know him as the Hall of Famer. Thanks, Tone. See ya. All right, there he goes, Tony Baselli. On the Fair and Fair phone lines, we'll take a break. We'll keep it rolling right here on The Drill. This week 18 of the 2022 season is the start of this team being a perennial playoff team and a a team that will compete for Super Bowls. It is now time for us, the fans, to show up. No more excuses. I don't care if it's a holiday. I don't care if it's raining. I don't think it's cold or hot or anything else. 
Let's go. Let's come out. Let's rock. Let's make that place. We'll shake. Because I do believe we have great fans. Now we need to go buy the tickets. We need to go show up. And we need to go support this team on week 18. Yeah. And, and deliver them into the playoffs. Thunder! In week 18, two games will be played on Saturday. One at 4.30 and one at 8.15. With the remainder to be played on Sunday afternoon, one and 4.25. And one matchup to be played Sunday night, 8.20. I would suspect, as Tony said, we will definitely get flexed to one of those three options. Saturday, 4.30. Saturday, 8.15. Sunday, 8.20. Ooh, Sunday, 8.20. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's a long day for me at work the next day. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> we're all gonna have to suck it up. The boys on the uh, text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Also, by the way, very uh, vociferous. I hear you, Big Bo. We bought eight tickets for the Titans game. We'll be there appropriately lubed and cheering on the Jags with all we have. So, um, yeah, they're. They understand. What Tony said, these are not home games. These are neutral site games. Hate to say it. Get your ass to the stadium. E.T. knows how I feel about this. No more excuses from Jags fans. I've been up there miserable (laughs) for years, but I showed up. Get your ass to the bank or don't be calling yourself a fan. So, look, again, I understand uh, we do need a packed house next Sunday. And then, obviously, for the playoff game as well. So, that's what we're shooting for. And that's what we have. And we can't take anything for granted. Go beat Houston. Snap that streak. We have snapped a lot of streaks this year. We've lost nine straight football games to Houston. Nine straight football games. It's time to beat Houston. And then it's time to sweep Tennessee for the first time in 18 years. And then it's time to win only our second division title. It means something. And then don't ever take anything for granted. If you get into the tournament, go go win. Go win. Go figure it out. If you're good enough to get into the tournament, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And if you get Baltimore in the first game, so be it. If you get the Chargers, so be it. You got home field, man. Take advantage of it. You know, there's some people I see on social media crying about the four seed getting home field. Hey, man, you win your division. It's not your fault the division isn't that strong. It's not your fault that some other team may have a better record than you. You know, and go nine and eight. Have a winning record. And end the season with five straight wins. And let this be the, not ultimate, but let this be the starting point for what's going to happen, for what Tony just said. With our Jaguars. You know, we don't even we don't even have to do draft talk. We don't even have to do next year talk. We got all that in the offseason. We got January football. We had it, we had me and he said all year, just get us in the hunt. Just get us in the hunt. We weren't in the hunt all year. And then finally, I don't know. They put us in the hunt at five and eight. And I said, Don't you dare. Don't you dare. But well, when we but when we beat Tennessee. Yep. I said, you can put us in the hunt. Put now. that logo down there. You can put that logo there. And we were good with that. And then we beat Dallas. 
And then we beat the Jets. And now we got Houston and Tennessee. What a crazy year, man. What a crazy year for the Jaguars to just lose all those games early on. And again, no, no, no crying over spilled milk. We're okay. We've earned what we are. We're seven and eight. What was the statistic that you, you were saying earlier that uh, no team that started one and three or one and four, they're done? Well, 0 oh and two is. Well, that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, 0 oh and that? two. But we didn't. But, yeah, we did. but Tennessee, Tennessee did. Yep, they did. And they said, oh, well, that's going to change. Well, maybe it ain't. There's something to that 0 and two. So, um, I think we're definitely going to get flexed. I think it's going to be great, but I, I don't care. You can play me at 1 o'clock. I don't care, but the fans do. So if the fans want it, then give it to them. I want that Saturday night flex. You want Saturday night? Yes, sir. Yeah, because you're selfish, though. You don't want to come Sunday night. I don't, but I will be there. You'll, of course you will. So week 18, cards 49ers, uh-uh. Brown Steelers, nope. Ravens, Bengals. Maybe. That's a big game. That one's going to be – that, that, that'll be there. Vikings, Bears, mm-mm. Lions, Packers, perhaps Aaron Rodgers if the Packers beat the – you know, have a chance. Cowboys, Commanders, I'd say no. Patriots, Bills, eh, they'd be in the hunt. Patriots, Bills, or Jets, Dolphins could be a, one of those. Rams, Seahawks, no. Chiefs, Raiders, no, won't matter. Giants Eagles probably won't matter. Bucks Falcons probably not. Panthers Saints no. I mean certainly not Texans Colts. There's a thriller. Chargers Broncos ah uh-uh. ah. So look, I I would say I would say almost guaranteed Jags Titans is going to be one of the 3. Saturday 4:30, Saturday 8, Sunday 8. Wouldn't mind Saturday 4.30. You wouldn't mind that? No. No. It's a standalone game. Yeah. You get to go outside in the beautiful sunshine, tailgate, have fun, go in there, <clears throat> beat the Titans. And you got to beat them. I'm not going to even talk about the alternative. Oh, no. No, no. No, no. In the driver's seat, man, so let's control it. In the driver's seat. I mean, Houston went out there, and I watched a lot of that Houston-Tennessee game. And I'm telling you, Tennessee is cooked. They're just cooked. It's just too much to overcome, man. You know? They're just – and if it's Malik Willis, forget it. I mean, I look, I know that kid, uh, whatever, Shreveport, whatever the kid's name was for the Jets last Thursday. Uh-huh. I call him Shreveport. I, he, tried, I, he he had that one drive. He tried to come in and spark them. He, he did. He tried. But you know what? The reason why he did that is because we weren't ready for that guy. And he had nothing to lose. And once we figured it out. Well, let me tell you Malik Willis here over the last uh, uh, couple games. Oh, it's ugly. Yeah. It is ugly. I mean, against... Houston, he was 14 of 23 for 99 yards with two picks. All right. 
against uh, he's five of sixteen against Kansas City, six of ten against against Houston earlier. He's thirty-one of sixty-one with no touchdowns and three picks. I mean, he's not. And he, by the way, it's not like he's killing it running the ball. He's twenty-seven carries for one hundred twenty-three yards, four point five six a carry. Come on. Now, I, you know, Tannehill had that tightrope surgery thing that they do on those high ankle sprains. Mm-hmm. So they all, you know, I see different reports. One day I see he's coming, he's trying like hell to get back for the Jag game. Another day I see no chance he plays, you know. But I, I'm, and I'm not writing off the Titans yet. Like some, you know, I think the Jags are certainly ascending and the Titans are descending. Um, I think there's no question to that. And I think we're a better football team and we'll be a better football team going forward. But Titans still have a little something-something and they have King Henry. And you could, you know, Derrick Henry would like nothing better than to beat the hometown team one more time, right? I mean, he's done it so many times. And, and, he, and, and he's not like he's having a, a bad year. He just ran for 126 against Houston. He ran for 104 against the Chargers. He ran for 121 against us, right? He ran so the last three games he's over 100 yards all three games. He had one. He had a 219 yard game against Houston earlier this year. That's his only one. So, be interesting to see how they approach Dallas on Thursday night because they play the Cowboys Thursday, and the Cowboys are still in the position of they need to win because they still have an outside shot depending on what Philly does. So. There's a lot going on here, a lot of shells being moved around. But I know this, win the last two and we're in as AFC South Division champions. And that's that's all that has to happen. And if we're able to do that, man, it will be a thing of beauty. All right, we're uh, rocking and rolling. I think we're, I believe we're way over. We got to catch up if I'm not mistaken, E. So we'll take a break. Uh, we'll keep it rolling right here on a Tuesday edition of The Drill. All right, heading into 9 o'clock Nasty Zone. I will say this. I don't want to make it a huge thing about tickets. I agree with Tony. I'm going to pack the bank if you can. Go if you can. If you can't afford it, I totally understand. Some people can't, and I get that. Um, tickets get usually get amped up in big games, and this will be a big game. This will be, you know, like the Jags have very affordable tickets. And, you know, I've done my – Youngest son is 17. I've been a season ticket holder now since probably since he was like five. They're like 12 years. I do it for a couple reasons. One, I, I feel blessed to work in, in it in my industry. I love having the Jaguars here, so I want to support the team. That's obvious. And two, more importantly, my family loves to go to the games. They enjoy, you know, going to the games. And if I can afford them that opportunity, then I do it. And they love their seats and they've gotten to know the people around them and they have a great time. So as many of you do. And there is a hardcore group of Jacksonville fans. And there's a always been, as as Mark Lamping has told us, small market challenges. I think there's always small market challenges for this football team. Uh, but as Jacksonville grows and continues to build uh, uh, and, and things change and more people come to Florida, we hope to see more and more fans here uh, at the games of, of the Jaguar persuasion. You know, again, I'd rather it be full with both sides than not full at all. So I like it when it's full. But I'm hoping that the Tennessee game 
and the following week is packed. Like 2017, somebody said on the, on the text line earlier, like the Seattle game in 2017. That was a great atmosphere. And it was Jag fans, and we had just realizing that, you know, we had a chance. This year is a little late in terms of us taking off. I mean, so, uh, but the Dallas game will be one that I always remember. And if you think about how we've played at home here, man, oh, man, wins over the Raiders and, and, and the Cowboys and the Ravens. Those were just great football games to watch and be a part of and enjoy. So, you know, if you can afford it, come on out. If you can't, watch it on TV. Hopefully the house is packed with Jag fans and, and away we go. Away we go. I was just looking on StubHub and, you know, basically on StubHub. Again, I don't know if you get them from the Jags or StubHub. or I'm not into the whole tickets. I got mine, so I'm not worried about it. But on StubHub, I see Section 400's 100 bucks a pop, basically. So they ain't cheap, but I get it. I get it. People are selling their tickets, and uh, or if they are, so they are. So we shall see. But it should be, and I expect it'll be full, and I expect it'll be a raucous crowd. They keep sending me the what-if NFL standings. I don't like the what-if NFL standings. I get it. You know, I don't mind you guys sending them to me. But the what-if NFL standings, you are what you are. And by the way, the NFL is all about one-possession games. So some teams do good in one-possession games, and they're usually the good teams. And the teams that don't do good in the one-possession games, they usually are the bad teams. Now, the Vikings are a bit of an anomaly in the respect that they've had 11 one-possession games, man. It's been unbelievable this year. So the Vikings, every week, they're in a, you know, Heart stop. They say the Jags would be 10 and 5 if every one possession NFL game had the opposite result. Okay. That's from earlier this year, but you know what? That's fine. It is what the Browns would be 10 and 5. The Raiders would be 10 and 5. The Bills would be 9 and 6. The Broncos would be 9 and 6. What does that tell you? The Broncos suck. And they'd be 9 and 6. There's <clears throat> Forget it. I don't like the what if NFL standings. No offense. I appreciate you guys sent them to me. I just don't like them. The Broncos are horrible. What a mess they have. What do you do if you're the Broncos, E? We got to ride Bronco country? What are we doing? No, you uh, you spend money, you get out of that sooner than later. Take a $100 million cap hit, stink next year. Yep. You got no capital, no draft capital to improve. You're screwed. You traded everything for this guy. What happened to him? Was it just a combination? Was he, was, was he masked in Seattle? Were the coaches better than we thought? Was he not as good as we thought? Is he, was Hackett horrible? I think that was the main thing right there. Hackett? Like, the offense just didn't fit him. He's a scrambler. He, he can't he scramble plays. anymore. I was watching him on, on not on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Nickelodeon game. Uh, I was watching him, and I kept saying to my my kids, see, he used to get out of this. He used to get out of this. And he gets tackled. He gets sacked. He can't get out of the pocket like he used to, I don't think. he. I think he may be done. Oh, he's, he's only 34 years old. I don't care. Um, just last year was a finger issue. Uh-huh. The year before that, he threw 40 touchdowns. Ain't no way he's done. No way? Ain't no way. All right. Sometimes father time gets you quicker than the others. Yeah. But you're right. He is only, he's not that old. Man, oh, man, is he. I'm just looking at some of his numbers of games this year. 
I mean, he's just been terrible. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve touchdown passes. What's the point of playing him the rest of the way? They're going to clean house. All the coaches are gone. I guess you just play because you you got to. You're making a ton of money, right? But he has been just mm, not good. Not good at all. Russell Wilson. It's really weird. Russell Wilson, uh, Deshaun Watson's another guy. I'm, st- I'm you, you got to wonder about. Is he going to be able to get it back? You know, he missed almost two years. He, he might have made a mistake not playing last year in Houston and wasn't his choice. Sitting out as a healthy scratch. I don't know. It was his choice in essence. They were going to. I mean, I don't know, man. It's is Russell Wilson. A Hall of Famer if he does nothing in Denver? No. Mm-mm. He's not, right? No. Hall of Very Good. 304 touchdowns and 96 picks. But you're right. He threw 40, 31, 35, 34 in those four years prior. Can't tell me that guy has done. And listen to Russell Wilson's records. 11 and 5, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 10 and 6, 10 and 5. And one, nine and seven, ten and six, eleven and five, twelve and four, and then six and eight, and three and ten. Whew. What happened to that guy? That's just quarterbacks, man. Crazy business. Really is crazy business. Hard to hard to figure out. We've done a lot today about the Jags and talked a lot about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the excitement and the power poles and Trevor and how he's playing and Christian Kirk is 12 yards away from 1,000. He and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram are all having career years. And, and, and the offensive line has had games where Trevor doesn't get sacked. Six different games. And now Cam's out. But Walker Little, that depth that he's able to provide is terrific and really will help the Jags making a decision going forward. I think about, like, next year, and, you know, Evan Ingram's going to set the record for receptions and yards as a tight end for the Jags. Which isn't, you know, know, Kyle Brady, Pete Mitchell, or Mercedes. Mercedes had himself a catch the other day. Did you see that old man get down the sideline? That was pretty good. But uh, uh, those guys are are the creme de la creme of tight ends. But I I think you got to keep Evan Ingram because you have other needs to fill going forward. And why create a hole that you don't have to create if you already have Evan Ingram? So, anyway, we'll see what what they're able to do. Also, by the way, just around the corner... We're finally at the um, we're finally at the uh, college football playoffs coming up Saturday, so that'll be good. I look forward to that. Um, do we have what do we have today? Do we have any games today? We must. What's today? Tuesday? No. Yeah. Super Tuesday. What do we got on Super Tuesday? Let me look here real quick. Stand by. All right, we got the Camellia Bowl, which I know you'll be watching. Georgia Southern and Buffalo. That's in Montgomery, Alabama. My God. Then we got the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. That's Memphis and Utah State. And then we cap it off with the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Coastal against East Carolinas. Oh, no, wait. Then tonight in Phoenix, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Wisconsin and Okie State. That's at 10-15. I think both quarterbacks are gone, right? 
They both went into the portal. One's coming to Florida. And I don't know where the Oklahoma State kid decided. When do the Bulls get good? Maybe tomorrow? Can we At least we got Oregon, North Carolina. That'll be something to watch. Anyway, lots to talk about. Lots to keep going. Go ahead in the 9 o'clock nasty. Get ready. Rev it up. It's next on The Drill. Is that not incredible? Nathaniel Hackett was going to interview his second interview with the Jags. The Khan family knew Nathaniel Hackett. He was part of the 17 team that won a couple playoff games. Gave them their highest of highs. They were considering Byron Leftwich, who I still think had the job and then sort of did a little power play and the yeah. Jags didn't like that and then they switched. That's just my own opinion. I don't know. Matt Eberfluss, whatever. Home run, Doug Peterson. And they 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 interviewed Doug first, right? First and didn't right. hear a peep from him. That's didn't crazy. hear that he was a candidate. Didn't hear anything. All of a sudden, guys are falling off the board and we turn around and boom, there he is, Doug Peterson. Nathaniel Hackett fired yesterday. Oof. By the Broncos. A couple phone calls. Brian in Arlington has been holding patiently on the fair and fair phone line. Hello, Brian. What's going on? Dan? What's up, Brian? <laughs> you know that you brought that up, Van. Looking back at all that, what a disaster all that would have been, man. Mm-hmm. Another that would have been a complete disaster. Remember all the craziness that was going on with all that? The Jags don't know what they're doing. They don't know who they're hiring. I. It kind of looks like they might not have. They they kind of lucked into. Peterson, I mean, man, but you know, sometimes however they got him, Brian, however they got him, yeah, at this point, you just are grateful that they got him and not somebody else. He clearly was the perfect man for the job at this point, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and the thing, too, was a short tenure at Philly, you don't really know how good this guy can really be long term if he stays with the team for a while. I mean, you got to go through a couple losing seasons sometimes later down the road, but right now, man, the arrow is just. It's just crazy the the swing that we've gone from. I mean, from being out of the playoffs back into the playoffs. But looking at this whole schedule, the crazy thing is we could still face the Bengals in the first round if we make it to the playoffs. We could still face the Bengals. And that's, I think that's 90% of what they're going to play Sunday night. The flex game is good. It's not going to be tight and jag. If the Ravens win, if, if the Ravens win right. next weekend, then the the following weekend will be for the division. But there, but Brian, there's two games on Saturday next week and one game Sunday night. I think it's very likely the Jags will be one of those three games. There's a Saturday yeah, 430, a Saturday that. night, and a Sunday night. I would I would yeah. bet you they're one of those three. Well, regardless, it's an awesome time to be a Jags. It is an After awesome all time. These years, I mean, I'm I, happiest I for people like you, it. too. I'm happiest for, for you, you and – you know, you've been through it all, and we've 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 cried a lot together, Brian. We've burned things down, we've lit things on fire, Brian. But now, finally, <laughs> finally, Brian, you can celebrate with your football team. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's about it's about time that we have a, a stellar offense like we have. I mean, yeah. and it's, that's the awesome thing is looking at next year. I mean, I hate to look ahead sometimes, but man, if they just go all defense and all season draft and free agency and just Make a few signings with the the offense, you know. Get 
get the tight end back, get Ingram back, and, and you know secure up a little bit more depth in the offensive line. Man, we can go. We can go a lot of places. I think I saw. I think I, I think. Thank you for the phone call, Brian. I think I looked yesterday, and I think the Jags are sixth in the NFL in offense and like yards per game. Sixth. I mean, pretty good. Glenn's next on the program on the Fair Fair phone line. Hello, Glenn. Good morning and happy holidays to you and yours. Thank you. You too. Uh, hey, man, I got three three topics that I'll try to bounce real quick. I've been an inaugural season ticket holder. I've been there from the beginning. And mm-hmm. so, yes, I'm like everybody else, just thrilled, Dan. Um, but a cautionary note that I, I, I got from your Tony Baselli segment, which I, which I thought was really nice, too, is just because we have Trevor and we do have the quarterback, mm-hmm. You know, Detroit's an example of we still have to put talent around him because they had Matt sure. Stafford, who was a stud coming mm-hmm. out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I do remember those days. So we still have some work to do. Let's not get carried away there. But Absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm as optimistic as I've been since the 90s. I mean, it's obvious we, we're, on, we're on the right, right path. Second one, real, uh, how fortunate, and who knows why and where and when, that we didn't take that Denver coach or – Byron, oh, my offense stinks now, Lefowitz. Mm, I don't think Byron looks like a genius any longer either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, the knock with Brian uh, Byron would have been, in my opinion, he'd have had to learn to be a head coach. Right. I, I, I think somebody. the stability that Doug Peterson brought in right away was first and foremost. And, and again, in doing, if you talk to any of the guys in the locker room or, you know, we do the Monday night show and we get different players rotating through and they all, they just all rave about him. You've heard Dewey Wingert's comments about Doug Peterson. Right. So there's no doubt uh, as of right now. And again, this all changes when you guys get mad at him when he decides to, you know, go for it on fourth <laughs> and one and get stuffed. <laughs> right. And then, the la- and then the last part that you hit on that is dear to my heart that I've been saying for years, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is so overrated and, and is a product of the media in so many circumstances that we all have this opinion of overrated Russell Wilson that we hear the announcers and everybody talking about, that they don't allude to the fact that the teams that he were on was on and the coach that he had are world-class. Is he a good player? Yes. Is he a put-the-team-on-his-shoulders-and-let's-ride player? No. And do you think there's a reason Seattle traded him? They knew that. They knew that. Dan. Yeah. Yeah, well, they got a. They, thank you for the phone call, Glenn. They got a King's Ransom forum, so uh, I I give Seattle credit because I didn't. I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league, and Geno's played far better than anybody expected. Now they've come back to earth some, and they're they're on that playoff line. They're trying to trying to work in as a wild card, but nonetheless, just for them, I I honestly thought they were going to tank the season, try to get one of the quarterbacks, and they simply haven't done that. They've done. Um, uh, they've competed. Uh, each and every week. And they got a big one against the Jets this week where Mike White gets the ball back. And Zach Wilson's time, I think, is done in New York. Dan, I mean, so I pulled the numbers for you. I love when Jags. you pull the numbers. Thank you, friend. Um, the Jags are seventh in the league. Seventh. Yards per game. Okay. But these numbers are pretty impressive. And there's only one that kind of sticks out. It's like, yeah, we really got to improve. So mm-hmm. we're 11th in the league with points scored, 23 and a half. Okay. 15th in the league. Mm-hmm. Points per game, twenty two, okay. basically twenty two points. Okay. Uh, yards per game, we're seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, passing yards per game, two hundred and fifty. That makes us eleventh. Okay. Rushing, same thing, eleventh with one hundred and twenty eight and a half. Yeah. Time of possession, we are sixteenth in the league. 
Third down efficiency percentage, we're ninth. Okay. <laughs> Interceptions, mm-hmm. we're 11th. Guess where we were? Sacks. We have 29 sacks. Guess where that puts us? We have 29 or we've given up 29? No, we have 29 sacks, and that puts us at 28. Yeah, we're down low. Yeah. But we've gotten a few in the last couple – like, I think we were at 19 a couple weeks ago. I think we've gotten, like, 10 sacks the last couple weeks. Yeah, we're still so, 28th in the Well, we got a ways to go there. But all we, our we other numbers to, are yeah. vastly improved from, yeah. from last year. And we're going to be missing Smooty Smoot, that's for sure. Yeah. He was uh, just a great – you know, he's a, kind of a guy you want on your team for sure. And, and not having him – shoot, he led the team in sacks. I think he had five, and I think Josh Allen has five. So – I think they're tied for the lead, if I'm not mistaken. And Smoothie is that quiet leader. Yeah, you know, he does everything yeah. right. He, yeah, he goes out and gives you his all. You just hate to see something. Like oh that, yeah, man. I mean, I hate to see it on anybody, but you know, there's a guy who you know, symbolizes a lot of what the Jaguars have been. Right. You know, and 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 the way that he's played, and you know, we sit there and talk. Why doesn't he get more reps? And you know, and he was. And anyway, just a bummer. But you know, uh, Roy Robertson Harris had a really nice game against the Jets by all indication. And I, I remember made a couple plays in a row, so that's a positive too. And uh, hopefully they get Walker back here either this Sunday or if he's not ready, at least for the Tennessee game. Hopefully, because they could uh, use him. Whether they how they use him will be interesting. Because remember they had just put his hand in the dirt and he was having more effect. And I would think that you know maybe they could use him that way and keep Arden Key on the outside as one of the pass rushers because Arden Key has made some impact plays for this football team this year. So. Uh, lots of good stuff. Just a, a great time and a happy time. But we got to beat the Texans, man. I'm just looking here, and we haven't beaten them since 17. We beat them 45-7 to in December of 2017. They swept us in 18. They swept us in 19. They swept us in 20. They swept us in 21. And then they beat us 13-6 to in that awful game here at the bank way back when, in October. Ooh, October was a month to forget, wasn't it? All right, let's do this. Let's get back on schedule. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll keep it cranking here. Uh, See what E has to offer. It's all coming up on The Drill. All right, welcome back to the program. E, over the holiday, I had a uh, almost a terrible situation. Talk to me. So I, I, my, my younger son went and hit, went and hit, he's getting ready for baseball season. So he went and hit some baseballs. He said, he comes, you know, front toss to me. So I went and we threw some baseballs and he hit, we left, we went right to a batty cage. We drive up, we go in, we hit, we leave. We went in his truck. We drive back to the house. I've got a lunch planned. I go right in cause I got a shower. I got to go to the lunch. I get done with the shower. I get out of the shower. I get my stuff together. Where's my wallet? Oh, he left it in the pan. Where's my wallet? I can't find my wallet. I'm like, son of a gun. All right, hold on. I know it's here. It's got to be here. I, I had it in my pocket when we were hitting baseballs. Did it fall out? Ah, it's got to be here in the house. What did I do? I walked through the garage, right through the hallway, into my bedroom. Okay, wait, it's in my shorts. It's not my shorts. It's in my hoodie. It was cold. It's not in my hoodie. Dang it. Where's my wallet? Now I'm now I'm playing it through my mind because the one thing I don't want to do is call my wife and admit defeat that I've lost my wallet. <laughs> Twofold. One, because I'm admitting defeat. And two, she's going to kill me. 
So, so I keep searching. So I, now I've now I call in. Now I call in Brooks. Brooks, I need help finding the wallet. We're tearing up the house. We're looking everywhere. We cannot find the wallet anywhere. The wallet is nowhere to be found. All right, it must have fallen out. Let me drive back to the batting cage. I jump in the car. I drive back to the batting cage. I search the batting cage. There's nobody there. No one around. So it's, it's, it, I don't think any, it's not there. It had to have fallen out, though. It's not in the house. Right. I can't find the damn wallet. So I'm now for time. I drive back to the house. I keep looking. Can't find it. Then I think, my son says, didn't you throw some stuff out when we got to the batting cage? Because his truck was a mess. Yes, I did. Maybe I threw out the wallet. Go back to the batting cage. Open, look into the garbage. Oh, chicken tenders and garbage. Ketchup. And, and, uh, moving some stuff around bugs. a little bit. No wallet. Wallet's oh. not there. Son of a beasting. Where is the wallet? Back at the house. Are you looking for the wallet? Now I'm getting mad. I'm looking for the wallet. Can't find the wallet. Cancel the lunch. Can't go to lunch without a wallet. True. I got to pay for the, wa- the lunch. Right. I can't do that. I don't have, I, the cash was in the wallet. It's all, you know, the cards are in the wallet. I've got Christmas shopping to do because, you know, it's the 23rd. Right. It's the last second. Of course. Can't find the wallet. <sighs> I'm going to have to, I keep checking online. Bank, credit card. Anybody using it? Nobody's using the wallet. Nobody's using the, the cards. I figured maybe somebody's trying to, you know. Wait a little, wait a I'm out. thinking maybe somebody picked it up, took the cash, and flung it. Or maybe my hope was somebody would look at it. See Dan Hicken. See Dan Hicken and say, well, oh, who's that guy? Uh, oh, uh, call the TV or radio station. Right. Maybe they'll get a break that way. Nothing. Nothing on the wallet. Finally, the time has come. I must admit defeat. Call the call the wife. You're not going to believe it. Oh, she believes it all right. <laughs> <laughs> but she says, and to her credit, she's the great finder of things. So she says, well, let's not cancel anything. Let me look. She knows that me and my son are the same guy, and we're not as good a lookers as she is. She's a better looker. Right. She'll find it. She can't find the wallet. She goes to the batting cage. She goes to the, she looks everywhere. No wallet. Got to go to work. TV that night. No wallet. Uh, my wallet also has my little security the badge thing. Badge that lets uh-huh. me into the building. Can't get into the building. Anyway, it's just hassles, right? And you're thinking about, oh, driver's license, credit cards, health insurance card, security card. <sighs> Not going to have a wallet. I got I to gotta get Christmas. I, I tell her, I need to, you have, a, she has a card linked to mine. Right, I need your card. I need your card. Yep. What do you mean? I need your card. I got nothing. I got, she gives me the card. Don't lose it, she tells me. Of course. Next day, I'm at work. 4.30 in the afternoon. Somewhat depressed, but not, not willing to cash in my Christmas spirit over the lost wallet. Yeah, that. that I can't let that occur. I can't it. let it envelope me. I can't let it. And so, and so. I wait, and I wait, and all of a sudden I get this text. And there's a picture of the wallet on the bed. Where did you find it? No response. Can't get a hold of her. She's off doing something. Finally, I call Brooks. Brooks, I'm not home. Okay. Well, what happened? How did we get the wallet? Finally, I learned. The wallet, there's a trunk at the end of the bed, and the wallet was wedged between said trunk and bed on floor. 
Oh. How did it get there? What did I do? And then I realized, E, one of the one of the things that Dan Hicken does, and now I'm giving you too much information, TMI. When the shorts come down, I pull them down, and then I kick them in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do it. Do you make like a little noise like whoop? No, I don't whoop, oh, but man. I just drop them. I kick them. I catch them, and I put them in the hamper. That's what I do. <laughs> I am assuming said wallet must have flown out when I kicked them into the air right. and landed in the worst possible way. And she just happened to find them as because she was doing something and looked down and saw the little tiny, I have a little tiny, um, like the little red thing. I don't know what that's called. See the little red thing on the wallet? Yeah, that'd be a little, that would be called a tongue. A tongue. A little tiny tongue on the wallet. And there it was anyway. Wallet retrieved. The only unfortunate part is I told somebody at the television station, and they shut off my card. Uh, so I can't get in there anyway. But that's the wallet yeah, story. That's easy. You have, let's do trending real quick. I'm ready. Number five. Well, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, thousands of bags pile up in airports. <laughs> oh, my God, Bag Tampa. After Christmas oh, Dillon. Tampa. No. Yeah, Tampa is bad. I mean, thousands of luggage. Every, every airline has canceled, has had to cancel a number of flights over the weekend, but Southwest Airlines has canceled more than 3,000 flights since Christmas Day. <laughs> and many of the bags are stranded at Tampa's International Airport. Oh, my gosh. God bless you. <laughs> what a nightmare. Oh, my God. And, and, I, and there'll be stories, by the way. The oh, Christmas yeah. 2022 stories. For sure. I never got home. Well, the Buffalo Bills. We talked about them. The Bills, yeah. They had to stay in Chicago all weekend. And when they got home, you yeah. saw the video of the cars. Moving glaciers. I'm talking eight, le- legitimately six to eight feet of snow on top of car. Incredible. Number four. Giselle Bunchen excluded from Tom Brady's Christmas shout-out after Buccaneers win. Oh, no. Duh. No kidding. Why would you? <laughs> Tom Brady expressed gratitude for his loved ones yeah. a Sunday after the Buccaneers' overtime win against the Cardinals. Yeah. When taking part in a post-game interview with Melissa Stark on Sunday Night Football, uh-huh. the Buccaneers gave the Buccaneer quarterback mm-hmm. gave his parents, siblings, and children a Christmas Day shout-out. He did not mention ex-wife Giselle. Well, I mean, what do you want him to do? It's his ex-wife. <laughs> Like, As a member of the club, I don't do shout-outs either. Why would you? There's no shout-outs. There ain't no shout-out, bro. No. You're off the team. <laughs> Sorry. You're not a member of the organization anymore. We're past this. You go. <laughs> Number three. Coco Austin. Coco Austin. Wife of Ice-T. Oh, yeah. I know Coco. Yeah, I know Coco. I've seen pictures of Coco. Yeah, yeah. Coco gets a lot of crap, though, for parenting. Uh-huh. And this, so Coco Austin defends daughter yeah. twerking oh, in Christmas videos. Why does everybody get upset with Coco? Leave Coco alone. Leave Coco alone. Coco's just doing her best. She's living her life, man. She's doing her best. So apparently in a Christmas picture with Coco and family and daughter in Christmas pajamas, they were all joking and having fun, and you can see the little girl. She was posed as if she was twerking. Yes. Leave Coco alone. And Coco says she's, she loves to joke. Oh, by the way, on the uh, 1010XL text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, uh-huh, this, uh-huh. I forgot this part of the story. This makes it worse. Dan, you need a 
tile to put on your keychain and wallet is save my life. You're right. And my wife agrees. She got me one last Christmas. A tile? <laughs> yeah, you put a little chip on it, and then you can, it hooks up, and you never lose your, you just hit the little beeper, and you'll, oh, yeah. I was thinking about getting, like, an air tag. But she got me one uh-huh. last Christmas. <laughs> right. It's still in the box. Prosser-esque. Oof. Number two. Does the name Ebony Bridges ring a bell? Ebony Bridges. Mm-hmm. No. Well, Ebony- unless unless she's married to a Bridges basketball player. No, Miles Bridges. Okay. No. So Ebony Bridges, she is a UFC fighter. Oh. And she defeated Shannon O'Connell via TKO to retain the IBF lightweight championship earlier this month. Okay. In the lead-up to the fight, she sought to promote her side endeavors. Okay. In an interview, Ebony Bridges pulls off her top mid-interview to explain joining OnlyFans. Okay. I'm looking her up on Twitter, <laughs> not pro- on OnlyFans. She's <laughs> the blonde bomber. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. There's yeah. that. There's oh, that. I see what you're doing. Oh, dear. So, pro- <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, we can't. Come on, Ebony. Mid-interview. Yeah, it was like a video interview. She's uh, tatted up, I will say that. Yeah, uh-huh. Or or maybe that's marker. I can't really tell. Yeah. No, there's some tats on the arms and such. Oh, okay. Oh, she has OnlyFans on her belly. On her, yeah. yeah. Region. <laughs> e, why do you send me to this? I mean, hey, I'm just sharing the news. It's trending. Okay. It is trending, I'm it sure. Tre- did she win? Yeah, she did win. Okay. And I guess you know she. You know, I don't know if if the the marketing strategy is working, but I would I would guess that, that it is. I'm gonna guess it is. Uh huh. You go, girl. Number one. Here's a, a feel good story. Indiana's Anthony Leal, he pays off his sister's student loans with NIL money. All right. So he's a basketball player for the Hoosiers. Okay. Junior basketball player for the Indiana Hoosiers. He stepped mm-hmm. up big for his older sister, Lawrence, as a Christmas gift. And in a card he, he sent her, basically stating that you you don't deserve the restrictions that life provides for you, and I feel like I can help you by. And then he handed her the card, and she gasped. Bravo. She didn't even know how much her student loans were. Little brother answered, I do. It's zero now. Ah, very nice. Nice little feel-good stuff. I like that. Way to end uh, trending. That's what's trending. Well, Thank you, E. Well, that's just 1A. Oh, we got 1B. Yeah, 1B. Your oh. Jacksonville Jaguars are for the <laughs> Come on, somebody. Yes, they are. And we will continue that thought and narrative throughout the day right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM next. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Getting ready for Jaguars today. I see Logs is here. What do you guys have planned as you check the date? Yeah, we'll be uh, looking back at last Thursday, obviously, Mm -hmm. and what the Jags were able to accomplish in that win over the Jets and keep everything on their own plate, right? (laughs) Going forward, uh, still alive for the wild card there in the AFC. 
Uh, we'll see how that works out here over really this weekend. We know what's on the line in Week 18, yeah. right? Like yeah. we we know what the deal is Week 18 for this team. Division's going to be on the line against the Titans, and we may talk about that a little bit and look ahead to Houston. But really, going to look back, check the tape from last Thursday. Yeah, night. Well, it was a great night for the Jags. Great victory, one that they really were in control of seemingly throughout the. Uh, entire game that early fumble it was like what's gonna happen here and uh, And once they held him to the field goal it was like I in my mind I was like oh it's gonna be like that yeah right it was like if they don't score on this one and once they got the ball the Jets that second and third possession you were like oh they got nothing right they got nothing they were they were yeah and then they put Shreveport in there and he ran around a little bit I'm not sure what I'd never heard of that guy an eight minute drive new to me (laughs) right and as I said in the room when we were down there watching it I was like that's as explosive as they can be on offense it took them eight minutes to drive and get nothing Oof, oof. right they got no shot well it's good time for the Jags man first place Jacksonville Jaguars we'll say it over and over again because we haven't had the chance to say that in a long time have a great show thank you Mike Tony Jeff Lagerman Jaguars today it's coming up here momentarily e will catch up with you tomorrow same time same place six o'clock e are we doing it man be here at six bro i'll try the drill on 1010 xl from the studios of republic services we'll handle it from here